It's Thursday, February 8th. Yes, 2024. You know what that means. It's time for the Sacred Fire of Liberty edition of the Robert T. Bell Show with Jonathan Eboard. We've got him on the road. He's going to be joining us by phone this hour as he's heading to the next event, I think in Chesapeake, Virginia today. If those of you listening live want to head out there and connect. Also, uh, hour two, we've got Chris Downey develop the Vax Calc. The Vax Calculator Adverse Event Issue, so you get fully informed consent, vaxcalc.org. We're going to talk about that. We've got question of the day on liver issues, especially with infants, even liver issues uh, like jaundice. Also, the complexity of science requiring freedom. Is it time for the left and right to unite? Uh, That's what uh, some are saying. Could it happen? We'll see. And uh, Jonathan E. Board is standing by. So thanks for being here. RobertScottBell.com slash listen. And that's where the chat room is, unless you're on the social medias, and we'll say hi there as well. If you have questions or comments, submit them now. Please share the show, and let's get this healing party started right about now. The Robert Scott Bell Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. Here's Robert Scott Bell. Joined today on the phone with uh, Jonathan Emord, Sacred Fire of Liberty Edition. He's on the campaign trail in Virginia, getting those signatures and speaking to everybody who wants to hear from a man of great constitutional integrity and knowledge, the, the the FDA dragon slayer, the guy that's beaten back the oligarchy from outside now wants to get in it in the U.S. Senate to do so and dismantle it from within. Jonathan E. Moore is back on. He's on the phone heading to the next event. Jonathan, do you get any home time sure. at all? <laughs> Not a single bit of it, Robert. And that's the way it should be, my friend. It's very entertaining, <laughs> but it's very tiring and so forth. But you know what? Our country is well worth it. I'd do a lot more for my country. I'd even have half my blood taken out, Robert. And, you know, you might want to keep some of that because I'm probably one of the few people in the United States now who has such good quality blood not having been vaxxed. That's right. Yes. Thank God for that. Jonathan, I, I, as I talk about you, even when you're not on the air, uh, you know, I've connected a lot of people to you, whether they're in state or out. And they're just, you know, every time they report back to me, hey, I talked to Jonathan. He's amazing. He's he's diff- he's so different. He means what he says. He's got it. It's amazing. <laughs> and people are volunteering from wherever they are. It's just exciting. I know you for many years, so I'm not surprised. But it's still, I love hearing it every time. It doesn't get old. Yeah, the, the real uh, story is that there are precious few honest people in politics, and that's old news. But, uh, you know, when you're running for office and you bump into these people, uh, who are um, running for office, you find that your your own values and things just don't match with theirs. And so that's why they call it the swamp. I'm going to be diving headfirst into the swamp and I'll be wearing a scuba outfit. I don't want any of that to stick or cling to me. Yes. Uh, but I'm there to find the drain at the bottom and pull it and let all that swampiness go into the Netherlands, <laughs> underneath the ground, down into hell. Right. And then, yeah. uh, then we'll re- resurrect the Constitution, we'll save the Republic, and we'll make sure that freedom reigns for the next generation. 
Yeah, and by the way, for those of you listening in Holland, uh, he didn't mean your Netherlands. It's a different Netherlands. <laughs> so, <laughs> but we we, yeah. lo- we love the people all over the world that appreciate our message, which is not ours uniquely, but those that preceded us. And we're trying to rekindle that sacred fire of liberty every time we're together or wherever we go. It's just in our genes. It's in our DNA, especially for the next generations, the kids and the kids have yet to be born. What kind of country will they grow up in? And will they rec- will they recognize it? Will we recognize it? Um, there's a, a big, and Super Don, you got this thing, the 60 Minutes uh, covered, they call it a bonkers border segment where I just, I, I don't know, Chinese nationals just flooding over the border, steady flow of Chinese migrants. And, you know, it's one thing, again, to enter the country legally. We're not opposed to legal immigration. But I, I don't know of any other country that opens its borders and said anybody can come in, including from uh, countries that, uh, you know, are considered somewhat enemy of, of, of our state, much less uh, uh, requirements of Chinese nationals if they're in the United States to also serve this, the Chinese Communist Party. Super Don, do you have a video clip that uh, even if even if uh, Jonathan can't watch it, he can hear what's going on? Just after sunrise, we saw the first group of migrants make their way from Mexico through a gap between the 30-foot steel border fence and rocks, ducking under a bit of razor wire and into the United States. It's incredible. We were surprised to see the number of people coming through from China, nearly 7,000 miles away. Careful, watch. Our cameras, and at one point, this armed border patrol agent standing 25 feet away, did not deter them. He's doing nothing, a border patrol guy. So, how old are you? I'm 20 years old. This man, a college graduate, told us he hoped to find work in Los Angeles. He said his trip from China took 40 days. What countries did you go through? Uh, Thailand, Morocco, Ecuador, Ecuador, Colombia, Panama. Costa Rica, uh, Nicaragua. Jeez. Thirty minutes later, a smuggler's SUV raced along the border fence and dropped another group at the same spot. She just watched them walk by. And thirty minutes after that, another group. Over four days, we witnessed nearly 600 migrants, adults and children, pass through this hole and onto U.S. soil unchecked. Jonathan, and and Biden says he needs legislation to be able to stop this, really? I mean, this this is just absurd nonsense. No other country in the world does this. Biden has the power under the statute to take precipitous direct action to shut this whole thing down. And of course, this is part of their planned destruction of the United States. This is, an, this is not unintentional. This is absolutely intentional. And when you go down there like I have to the border in October, I went down, you see it very clearly because the human processing they do is giving them massive incentives. Human processing means this. They sign them up for welfare, sign them up for food stamps, sign them up for Medicaid, give them cash. A family of four gets over $3,000 in cash. They give them a free cell phone that they can call anywhere in the world with it. They give them a tax identification number so they can go anywhere in the United States and get a driver's license. 
they uh, help them discover where they, they can get fully government subsidized education. Uh, and then they divide them up into groups based on where they want to go in the United States. They take them to the train station, the airport, the bus terminal, and they invite them to uh, interact with non-governmental organizations. They're fully taxpayer funded. And with our tax dollars, they buy their tickets and send them wherever they want to go in the United States. And here you have Chinese nationals coming in in huge numbers into the United States. No one's stopping them. Don't let me uh, be told by anybody that these individuals don't include agents of the CCP. Of course they do. How do they get out of China in the first place? Right. And the point is, these people are invading the United States. They never have to uh, relinquish their citizenship in a foreign nation, never have to pledge allegiance to the United States. They're not vetted at all. And so what are we getting? We're getting drug traffickers, sex traffickers, spies for foreign countries people engaged in criminal activity of all kinds, and they form this massive underground economy in the United States. Not eight, not eight million, something like 20 to 30 million, and they are destroying the economy. I mean, they're, under, they're undercutting the cost of labor at every street corner, in, at street corners in every city of the United States. In the early morning, you will find illegal aliens seeking work. Construction companies go by and bring them out paying them a pittance, way below minimum wage oftentimes. And they get away with it. And this forms an illegal economy. And this whole thing is an illegal enterprise from beginning to end and is ruining our country, destroying it, internally how, destroying it. How is this impacting Virginia? You're on the campaign trail there. And, and what is your opponent in this race, existing Senator Tim Kaine, saying, if anything, about this immigration crisis, which is not legal immigration we're complaining about. It's complete invasion we're talking about. Tim Kaine has said Alejandro Mayorkas, who sits atop this ruinous regime of open borders, he said of him that he's doing a great job. He said he's doing a fantastic job. Well, he is if you want to destroy the United States. He certainly is doing an Excellent job of that, but he's not doing anything for the American citizens. He's not protecting our country from an invasion of foreign agents, sex traffickers, drug traffickers. In Virginia, people are fed up with this. I would say it's got to be the issue that uh, somewhere upwards of 95 to 100 percent almost of the people in Virginia absolutely oppose this agenda of Biden and Kane. And it has been a, a, a blot on the state. It's caused the deaths of numerous people. We have about five fentanyl deaths every single day in Virginia. We also have massive sex trafficking problem in every every major suburban area of the state, in every school just about that's a high school. We have a sex trafficking problem, and the principal uh, sex trafficking organizations are those that are criminal gangs that are directly connected to the cartels and have illegal aliens populating them. And so they're operating within the schools. You even have instances where kids 11, 12 years old are illegal aliens themselves, and they're in the gangs. They're in the uh, MS-13 or 18th Street gangs or uh, the Bloods and the Crips, and they are doing the business of seducing these children who are oftentimes shy or have low self-esteem, and they're getting them into this horrific thing of sex trafficking. I represent two families in Virginia whose children were sex trafficked. One of them was 12 years old, sex trafficked in the Rachel Carson Middle School in Herndon, Virginia, by an illegal alien who himself was a member of the MS-13 gang at the age of 12. So you see, 
this is a problem that we are having everywhere. And this is just one sliver of the problem, Robert. We have all of this criminality, all of this uh, outrageous, you know, people see people in New York uh, who are illegal aliens beating up a pol police officers, right? And, and But that's just the tip of the iceberg, Robert. We have probably somewhere around 20 to 30 million illegal aliens in the United States that are operating here illegally and in an underground economy. They can't get employed at any business because they're illegal. They don't have citizenship papers. Well, there are so the Democrats. Being employed, Jonathan, there are Democrats in various states trying to sign these folks up to vote. Oh, yes, indeed. And they that's the that's the plan, isn't it, Robert? But they're they're mistaken as to the predictability of the votes of these people. They assume rather in a racist manner, they assume that these individuals can be counted upon to constantly vote for Democrats. But that's not necessarily the case. But in any event, these are illegal individuals who shouldn't be voting. Right. And that's that's the big problem. Well, then you have Mayorkas, who somehow escaped impeachment this round, uh, is just worried more about politicizing the Americans that are being killed by these illegals. It's like, what do you think is going to happen? You got people just entering the border. Nobody's checking on them. They're getting free stuff sent all over the country. And it ends up not only in, in uh, you know, impact on the American workers, but sometimes their very lives as they're taken out of the life chain by, you know, whether it be accidents or violence intentional, and he's worried about it not being politicized. We still got you, Jonathan? Super Don, did we lose Jonathan on the phone? <clears throat> he's still connected. Okay. Yeah, I'm not hearing him. I didn't know if that was just me. I'll see if you. I can get him back. All right. So anyway, there's an article here again in uh, this is Breitbart, the uh, Department of Homeland Security Chief Mayorkas. Americans killed by illegals should not be politicized. American deaths at the hands of illegals. Should, I mean, the, these deaths might not have happened, likely not have had these people not been just allowed to walk on in. And I'm not saying this could prevent every death by everybody and everything. No, but good Lord, clearly these folks are not supposed to be here. And clearly, if you have a nation you have borders. You protect those borders to make sure that people who come in are not here to do harm. They're either here to visit as a tourist or maybe they're trying to immigrate, whatever. But there's a, a, there's a way to do it. And this ain't the way as you watch that clip earlier in the show uh, where they were just walking right on through. All right, Jonathan, I was just you know talking about this, uh, not wanting to politicize this thing. Again, Tim Kaine, Mayorkas. Biden, I mean, these people have no concern for the, the nation's borders. And under the law of nations, that means we don't have a nation. Well, they're globalists and they believe that the United States needs to be changed fundamentally. And by that, I mean, needs to be transformed from its current state into a communist dictatorship. They really do not believe in the United States. Their actions speak louder than their words, which are deceptive. Their words, they lie to us. They say there's no problem. You know, Mayorkas says the borders are secure. I mean, come on. And then President Biden uh, says he has no power to deal with it. He has absolute power to deal with it under the statute. He can close the borders tomorrow. Uh, his whole approach is to deceive us, as is Mayorkas. The reality is these people are globalists. They do not believe the United States should be an independent nation. They believe that the United States should be under the control of an international regime. 
and they believe that the United States is is not deserving of the property that we have as American citizens. So they're willing to allow it to be destroyed, attacked, ruined, and there's no compensation, no sympathy for Americans, no effort to protect them from illegal this illegal invasion. Every incentive is given for the invasion to continue, and it is indeed an invasion within the meaning of Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution. No question about it. Well, this is something that uh, I know that you will have an impact on, among many other things, when you get in the United States Senate and, and replace uh, Tim Kaine, the globalist, uh, for Virginia, for the Commonwealth as the next U.S. senator there. Uh, what What's going on on the ground? I know you're traveling everywhere. You've got volunteers all over the state. Is there any area in particular that we might have listeners or viewers in that may uh, want to uh, volunteer to help collect signatures because they make a big hurdle for any uh, challenge to incumbents. And I know you're going to succeed, but again, we still have to put out the word that uh, help is needed. And uh, a lot of people are coming out of the woodwork to help you. Well, yes, sir, Robert. Anyone within earshot of my voice or with it, with it with watching the Robert Scott Bell podcast, if you're in Virginia, please do contact us. Contact me at jemord at emord.com if you can volunteer. If you literally, if you can sign a petition and get it notarized and send it back to us, that would be fantastic. If you can go out and get signatures, not just your own, but others, contact us. Tell us you want to volunteer. We will send you the petitions. We will send you the materials to distribute with the petitions, and you can help us do this. This is a big task. We will do it, but all hands on deck can help it enormously get done faster. And getting it done soon is really important. We are going to set, we have our own internal deadline of March the 15th to have all of this done. So if anyone within earshot can help, please do. This is the way to save our country, save our state, and uh, make a big difference for the whole, for not just for our generation, but also for all future generations, because we have to change the direction of this country. And if we do it, and this is about the last chance to do it before all, you know what, breaks loose. Yeah. So let's do it. Let's, you know, we'd rather do it when we can still do it in a peaceful way. But my goodness, they're going so, I mean, who is going to sit back when people start uh, invading your home, right. threatening your lives? Uh, who's going to sit back? I mean, we, we're a nation, fortunately for us, with the Second Amendment, where there are people all over the country who can defend themselves with weapons against having their lives taken or their property taken. And that is so critically important. Mm -hmm. But why do you know none of us wants a violent outcome? None of us wants violence. We all want to see our country saved in the ballot box, if at all possible. Well, this is the last chance, I think. 2024, we're going to have the last opportunity because can you imagine another four years of this, whether it's Biden, Newsom, or, or uh, Michelle Obama? Right. We are going to witness the ruination of our country if we allow any of those characters into the White House. Yeah. Uh, and the same thing in the Senate. If we don't change the composition of the Senate, we're also totally screwed. Right. We have well, to do it. Jonathan, uh, uh, questions from the road here. I, you know, I have an article from the Brownstone Institute by Naomi Wolf, who we've had on this show. A very nice lady, very smart lady. She's been far left in her history, uh, modern feminist, but she has seen 
uh, what the Democrats have done. She now considers herself, I guess, independent, somewhat centrist, but she's not afraid of uh, what we're talking about here coming from her backstory and background. In fact, she's just shocked at what the Democrats have done. Uh, she even in this article says we need to understand that President Biden is a traitor and that treasonous forces have taken hold of our nation. Uh, so, I mean, this is not mild discussion from somebody that you might say, oh, that's a MAGA uh, right wing, whatever. You know, they try to dismiss that. But this is someone coming that's well thought, well spoken and thought out coming from the left side of the polit political uh, equation. The question is, as you're out on the campaign trail, have you met anybody center or left of center that is now recognizing how far the Democrats have gone to abandon any semblance of being pro-America? Yeah, uh, there are a lot of Democrats that I would have to say are dinos, Democrats in name only right now. Mm. People who think that the leadership of the Democrat Party, Joe Biden, does not represent what they think or or and is taking actions that they disagree with. And they, they are in a large number. I'm telling you, I think upwards of 50 uh, percent or more of Democrats are totally against what Biden is doing on the border issue totally against the the Department of Education agenda to allow biological males into girls and women's bathrooms, uh, locker rooms and sports, totally against having kids sexualized in preschool uh, and in the younger grades and having them taught the, the ridiculous notion that somehow their genders are fluid and they can be have whatever gender they want, even though it doesn't match their birth sex. That whole agenda of radicalism, uh, most Democrats do not accept. That has been my experience in meeting Virginians all over the state. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the people in Virginia, even Democrats, do not like Tim Kaine. They hold him responsible. They know he has done nothing to protect them against all of those things, including the open borders, including the education radicalism, and including uh, the spending which is, you know, causing inflation to bankrupt people. I mean, people are, they say, hey, you know, the inflation rate is not 8%. The inflation rate when I go to the grocery store is massive because I can't afford to eat. Or if I do afford to eat, I can never buy meat or I can never buy, um, you know, substances that are made from real foods. So you end up eating junk. And a lot of these people uh, can't afford gas. And even though the gas prices are, you know, when you combine all the costs of the inflated food prices and then the inflated gas prices, and that's all from government spending and from government's climate change agenda that's destroying the fossil fuel industry. People are sick of it. They really are. They feel like they're being beaten up every day by the government, by actions of the federal government. And it's all gratuitous. You know, no one made the government force the government into doing this. The government is doing this because it wants to, and we're paying the price. Well, the people are, you know, we used to laugh in the Reagan years. Yeah. We used to laugh in the Reagan years when Reagan said what the nine, nine most horrible words in the English language is I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Yes. Well, now yeah. the, the nine most terrifying words in the English language are just, I'm from the government. Yeah. I mean, people are absolutely petrified when they when they realize that gee all of this i would not i would be $13,000 richer each year for the last 3 years if the biden administration didn't do what it's done
Yeah. Well, traditional- I mean, that's money these people use to pay for their kids' education, that they right. pay for the food on the table. They're, they're being robbed. Jonathan, there are people that are disaffected, as you uh, as you mentioned, Democrat voters that are maybe actually considering voting for Trump or uh, Bobby Kennedy is hitting some some good, uh, uh, let's say, resonating well in certain ways. And there's a lot of commonality between Trump and RFK. I know that Bobby says he doesn't like Trump, whatever. But good Lord, we, you know, as I see in Naomi Wolf, someone who's intelligent, who's using intellectual integrity and critical thinking skills to say anything's better than Biden. These guys maybe should get together and work together in some way. I don't know what's going to happen, but she's saying, take a deep breath for those on the disaffected liberal side. Again, coming from her liberal background, she says the objections that RFK junior voters and friends and maybe even family members may have to president Trump are merely stylistic and cosmetic compared to the cost of losing the nation. And she says, and it means creating tolerance for differences on the MAGA side, even red hot issues such as abortion or green energy important in peacetime are trivial differences in times of war compared to an eternity of servitude for oneself and one's children. Again, putting things in perspective here that we've got to find a way to defeat those that have taken control of the Democrats and the Biden. Nobody here believes Biden is actually in charge of anything. Honestly, the guy is can't even come up with a complete sentence, even when he's on a, a script with a teleprompter. Jonathan, this is embarrassing how we've descended well, a so radical, far. A radical, a radical minority has has taken hostage the whole Democrat Party. So the agenda of the Democrat Party is now a communist agenda. And what you find are there are now Democrats in name only, only dinos, mm. Democrats in name only, just like there were Republicans in name only. There are dinos out there. They're Democrats in name only, and they need to get out of the Democratic Party right now. They need to get into the Republican Party. They need to vote for candidates who will fight against this radical agenda. Because as, as Naomi Wolf uh, says, I mean, the country is at stake. They've gone so far that they're destroying our whole nation. We can't let that come to pass. And so we have to vote for people who can stop it. And we can save our country. We still have time. But the point is, if we don't do it soon, we are going to be suffering so immeasurably. Mm -hmm. And this is not just these are, you know, when you talk about transitioning of children and this sort of craziness, these are these are irreparable injuries and the economic losses people are suffering are going to affect whether their kids can have a good future, whether they can have a good future. We've got to change this. And, you know, we can be the most prosperous nation in the world. We, we really have that mantle of John Winthrop of being a city upon a hill, a beacon of light for a world in darkness that is at stake here. We can lose our position and have lost a lot of it and lose the rest of it if we don't stand up for freedom. The only value we have as a people that is that is one that cannot be replicated in the world is our, our defense of individual liberty. Once that's gone, once we no longer recognize our rights come from God and are inalienable, but instead think that our rights come from the government and are alienable, not unalienable, but alienable, mm -hmm. then what we have is a country that's indistinguishable from the rest of the world, and it means that there is no last best hope for freedom on earth anymore. It means that there really is nothing. There's no place for us to go. Yeah. So if you're a person who loves liberty and you love your freedom in this country, you got to realize whether you realize it before, you must realize it right now that your liberty is at stake. 
it is not that far of a distance from the crime that you're seeing nearby where you live to where you live. It is not a question of whether they will reach you. It's when. And the only way to change that is to fundamentally change the direction of this country. And really, people don't realize just how dangerous an environment we are living in because of total unrestricted entry of it in, into this country of illegal aliens. And also because of the fact that crime is not being prosecuted because of this open, this, this anti-incarceration agenda, no cash bail, uh, defund the police. And all of this is driven by the Soros family. They pay for it. And, you know, people like Tim Kaine will never act against the Soros family because he's, he's in love with them. In fact, they love him. If you go on Instagram right now, you look at Alex Soros's web uh, Instagram page and scroll down, you'll find an Instagram picture of Alex next to his buddy, Tim Kaine. And he writes under it, Alex writes under it, I love this man. Well, there is a long relationship of love between them. And I'm afraid for the people of Virginia that there will never be an instance in which Tim Kaine defends their interests if it conflicts with what Alex and George Soros want to do. He's done nothing for to stop the open borders. Absolutely nothing. He's done nothing to stop the defund the police movement. Not a thing. And he's done nothing to interfere with the anti-incarceration agenda. Anything that is destroying this country that Tim Kaine has not supported directly, he's ignored to allow it to continue. That is not a person who is doing what is necessary to defend our interests. That's a person who's betraying us. Yeah. In addition to all of your busyness hitting the campaign trail, you're going to have to pause on, uh, I think, a coming Saturday, the 17th of February, at least for a little bit, because we're scheduled to do a live health freedom uh, panel discussion like we did at the Health Freedom Expo in October uh, through a Zoom or something else for everybody that signs on to become part of the Trinity Health Freedom Expo virtual version. Uh, that's coming up February 17th and 18th. Jonathan will be there with me. We might have Diane Miller back on. It's just an amazing, amazing journey that we've been on for many years. And I give a shout out to Julie Whitman Klein and the family. Julie's going to be on the show tomorrow. We'll preview that coming up as well, Jonathan, and how fundamental health freedom is to freedom because so many people in America suffering from chronic diseases don't have the energy to stand up and, and, and fight. And I don't mean this in a violent way, but to fight for in defense of their liberty, even politically. Politically, uh, they're they're just too too sick, too too weak, and partly because of the oligarchy, the FDA, these other agencies that have been captured by industry that is invested in disease and sickness and managing those things for profit, as opposed to allowing the free ID flow of ideas, information, innovation from doctors and non doctors alike in the prevention and treatment and recovery from disease that right now is in a monopoly as sure as a monopoly exists in in the former Soviet Union on what you're allowed to do or speak or say. And we've been living under that in America long before Biden. And you've been fighting it in the courts, even successfully finding out that these agencies thumb their nose at the courts, even when they lose to you in court. And that is, again, why a big reason why you're running for the U.S. Senate to say, I got to dismantle it from the inside. And you can help others in Congress and the Senate to see what you have seen and to navigate in a way they've never navigated in writing laws that will restrict their ability to write laws outside of the articles within the Constitution that give the uh, law writing authority to Congress, not an unelected bureaucracy. That's right. And, you know, today, Robert, oral arguments were had in the Trump case in the Colorado 
uh, effort to remove him from the Colorado ballot. Uh, that, uh, those oral arguments were heard, and I, uh, you know, it's always precarious thing to try to guess in advance how the Supreme Court will, will rule. But I was, uh, I was pleased to see that it, uh, many, many of the justices are apparently very unhappy with what Colorado has done and do not see how it could be justified under the 14th Amendment. And I believe that that is the right direction. I hope it uh, it bears fruit. I believe there could be a 9-0 decision by the Supreme Court or very nearly that against Colorado. Their position is ridiculous. The idea that you can deprive voters of their right to vote for a candidate they want to vote for with no foundation in law to support it and just create a foundation out of whole cloth, Mm -hmm. having the state construe a constitutional amendment that is absolutely uh, intended by the, uh, you know, 14th Amendment, Section 5, to be in, to be enforced solely by the Congress of the United States. And furthermore, to manipulate it so that they could call President Trump a party that is actionable under it when it doesn't seem to apply to the president. But even if it did, uh, this is certainly not an insurrection or rebellion, which the founding fathers, that that, that is Thaddeus Stevens, and the radical Republicans, those are the founding fathers of the 14th Amendment, um, understood. They meant those who took up arms against the United States, not an individual protesting or a president saying what his opinion is. And they also did not mean for the section that refers to those that provide aid and comfort to the enemy. They did not understand the term enemy except to be a foreign country. Here, the, the Confederate States of America a foreign country that poses a threat to the existence of the United States is an enemy, not uh, not not individuals who are protesting against what they consider to be a stolen election. Yeah. Well, when you have free and fair elections, you can sort this stuff out. I mean, look at what happened in the Republican primary in Nevada. You had uh, none of the above, basically, uh, beating uh, Nikki Haley, who is uh, an avowed neocon. She's no different than the Democrats that are warmongers as well. And, you know, the foreign policy of neocons has been absolutely weakening to the American republic, not strengthening the way they've gone out and done things. There's a constitutional way to engage in the world, and and Nikki Haley is not one of those that embraces that. And I'm glad to see that at least the Republicans in Nevada said, we reject you as we move forward here in the election cycle. Yeah, I would be uh, hard-pressed to find any state in the country other than California that would, um, um, Republicans that might vote for Nikki Haley. I even think that Trump is going to win in California among Republicans. The the fact of the matter is Trump's got this sewn up. Why we continue on, you know, I guess she has the right to do it, but for what, to what end? I mean, division is not healthy. It's not helpful. Uh, We need to all rally behind President Trump and get him uh, the nomination. It's very clear now, I think, to anyone uh, who has a reason in their minds that Donald Trump will be the Republican nominee. And this idea that somehow he's going to be prevented from that through court action is disappearing with great uh, speed because of the absence of any solid foundation of any kind to bring any of these cases against him. So I think... um, People ought to come to the realization and they ought to accept the fact that Donald Trump will become the Republican nominee.
And yeah. uh, that's a good thing because he's willing to break the glass. As you and I have said mm. before about Donald Trump, he's beholden to no one. There's no financial interest that can control Donald Trump. And that's no, a I, critical I, factor. People need it, to understand that. And his policies, I believe, would have led to a far different reality in the last few years, both economically and also on foreign policy, because he knows the, the price, the cost of war. And to get into war. Yeah, there's Ukraine, no there's no way there's no way. You know, it was total weakness on Biden's part and appeasement that caused both the expansion of attacks by Iran against American troops and, and bases around the Middle East, but also uh, the invade the Hamas invasion of Israel and terrorist attack on Israel, all of that would not have happened. Uh, we would not have seen the invasion of the Ukraine. We would not see China so precipitously close to attacking Taiwan. Uh, really, Biden's weakness has enabled the world to take advantage of the United States so much. Uh, when you have an ignominious retreat from Afghanistan that reveals your complete idiocy and lack of strategic sense, where you leave civilians, and take out the military first where you abandon whole bases and millions, tens of millions of dollars of sophisticated military equipment, aircraft, and even uh, vehicles and even tanks. All of that stuff is a sign of tremendous uh, weakness, lack of uh, basic understanding, and, uh, and evidence of a person who can be manipulated by powers that are intent on harming the United States. So Trump was, uh, you know, obviously Trump has always been America first. He loves this country. He would never have done anything like that. Uh, appeasement policy with Iran or uh, leaving well, behind is, civilians it, it, in Afghanistan. What you're saying, Jonathan, is not that because of Trump's view, we would be further engaged in war. In fact, these wars probably would not be occurring. And and I think that's an important that's distinction right. here. Because there used to be. Yeah, I mean, it's peace through strength. I mean, it's the old Reagan doctrine of peace through strength. Trump was interested in maintaining the strength of the United States and also making clear to our enemies that if you dare kill Americans and if you dare sacrifice our interests, we will destroy you. I mean, it's not an option. He would he would he was very, very effective. He oh, would yeah. tell. uh <laughs> tell people in these meetings. I mean, he would say, hey, yeah, you know, you got your choice. You can either uh, leave our people alone or you can go ahead and do that. But I'll tell you the consequences of that for every American you kill, you're going to see massive amount of death and you're going to be among them. Yeah. And I mean, this is how Trump deals with people who are enemies or people who have no compunction, don't believe in any, they have no morals. They don't care how many Americans they kill. They delight in it. So he could deal with these people. Biden's such a wimp. When he gets on the phone with him, he basically cowers. Well, I, I don't because even he know. doesn't have any. I, I, and I I, you, he may not ever get on the phone with him. Yeah, but he has gotten point. on the phone with Xi Jinping. He has yeah. gotten on the phone with Xi Jinping. Yeah, and the and the Chinese realize he's a total wimp. They're taking full advantage of him every single day, yeah. and he's helping him. He's well, complicit in it. He's a he's like a Manchurian president. Exactly. He's, he's actually facilitating and aiding the enemies of the United States. Well, I think that we, is, and I think that that's where the traitor language comes in from Naomi. Yeah, I mean, this, his behavior, you, 
you could have an enemy of the United States be the president and they would behave in the same manner Joe Biden is. Well, the displaced and irrational fear of Trump. And I'm not saying Trump is, is Ron Paul. Nobody is Ron Paul. But when you look at the two, it's obvious the distinct differences and who would defend America, who would look to America first versus just appeasing our enemies and weakening us with every foreign and domestic policy possible. And of course, then other issues come up. And that you would be allied with Rand Paul and Mike Lee and others on the monetary policy of the Federal Reserve System, which is technically not federal and has no reserves. And it's destroying the value of the dollar. People are working hard to, to gain and they can't keep up with it, no matter how much more they seem to be getting. So that's another aspect of the future of America. We have to have an economy that works based on freedom, not based on enslavement and uh, usury. That's right. And in addition, you know, our tax system is just a massive uh, redistribution. And we're disincentivizing growth and investments and savings. And we're incentivizing uh, individuals to, you know, basically accept welfare and continue to accept welfare, not work. So we still have welfare that's being doled out, food stamps doled out with wild abandon. And we have, as a result, this shortage of labor uh, in, in the, you know, the, 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 the most essential industries. And the result has been uh, that we, we can't have growth. I mean, we can't have economic growth. The, the small and medium-sized businesses are, are the source of most growth and innovation in America. And they can't function properly today. They're overregulated and overtaxed, and they and they are in a situation where they can't even get the labor they need, all because of an expansive welfare state and because of the whole Federal Reserve credit policies to try to deal with the inflationary spending of the government. They restrict the availability of loans, small business loans. I mean, it's, it's incredibly difficult. You can't buy a house. The interest rates are too high. And even, you know, you try to, meet the, the requirements of banks for all sorts of loans most businesses cannot. So this is be, this is strangling us. This is keeping the GDP down. And we will never have national security. We will never have an upward mobility society that's sustainable. And we will never have uh, the opportunity for people to, to save what they get, not spend it, not max out their credit cards until we get this economic situation under control and principally, that means cutting dramatically federal spending, getting the government out of the business of regulating everything, and then also making sure taxes are reduced by having a flat tax at 10% and don't tax anybody until you get $100,000 or more. Now, I know that's not a perfect solution. We would like to see taxation eliminated entirely, but we need to transition out of this whole progressive income yeah. tax environment and we need to downsize the government and you know we've got a 34 trillion dollar debt so managing how we get out of debt is critical and ensuring that we downsize the government reducing its costs so that the american people are not saddled with this enormous debt each american citizen is if you apportion it it owes like over ninety seven thousand dollars 
Yeah, how is that to be born in a country in debt, almost 100K? That's unconscionable. Our founding fathers, again, warned us against it. There were battles for, you know, keeping away from a centralized bank, you know, the the Hamilton versus Jefferson stuff and more. And yet here we are all these centuries later now struggling with the same things because we haven't paid attention to their warning. We haven't heeded their warning, and their warnings were rooted in a, a deep knowledge of history of, uh, you know, not only uh, government, but of banking, of economy, and how freedom was the answer and is the answer to all that ails us, not centralized planning, not bureaucracies that end up taking away your freedom in the name of, we're only here to help you, right? That's where we are today. So we've got to do better. And uh, you are doing better. You know that. And, and the ground of liberty is gained in inches, right? So as we talk about things that are controversial, like tax code, uh, it's one thing to have a goal to eliminate even a whole department, which can be done uh, in the executive branch, I think, really quickly. But there's a lot that has become so dependent and reliant upon it, they can't conceive of life without some of the entitlements that have been uh, given away uh, unconstitutionally since the progressive era started, particularly after FDR came into being. And and so what can we do to unravel that? And part of it has to be a restoration of a recognition that freedom is rooted in responsibility, not dependency. And if you are dependent, let it be through charity. Let it be those that are helping people to become independent once again, not permanent states of welfare, which is destroying the human spirit that we've been granted by God to, to pick ourselves up and to help each other out because we volunteer to do so, not because we're deceived, coerced, or threatened. Yeah, we have to get back to Jefferson's definition of liberty uh, and his definition of good government. So Jefferson said, uh, he said of rightful liberty, he said, rightful liberty is unobstructed action according to will within limits drawn around us by the equal rights of others. I did not say within the limits of the law because the law is often but the tyrant's will and always so when it violates the rights of an individual. That is one of the most brilliant definitions of liberty. Indeed, it is the most brilliant definition of liberty ever struck off by a pen in the history of the world. And then in addition to that, Jefferson told us what good government was. And indeed, if we had that definition of good government operative today, we would be free and we would be able to uh, look at the situation that we have now and say, gee, that's something that will never happen here. Well, it is happening here because we're not following his definition of good government. And that definition is a wise and frugal government shall restrain men from injuring one another They'll leave them otherwise free to regulate their own pursuits of industry and improvement and shall not take from the mouth of labor the bread it has earned. He described that as the sum of good government. And it is the sum of good government in the 18th century, and it's the sum of good government now. Exactly. Folks, uh, if you want to see Jonathan on the campaign trail, I think today he's in the car. That's why we're on the phone today. Uh, you're heading to Chesapeake. Is that right? You've got a couple of events. Yes, sir. I have two events in Chesapeake and I'm going right down there. It's uh, about 10 to 4 and I should be there by 6. And I think there's an event uh, starting right around that time. So we uh, we're glad to be out. We're glad to be going down to Chesapeake. It's a beautiful country and uh, we're hoping to get a lot of signatures. And we're also hoping to see a lot more people rally to the EMORD standard. It's pretty cool, Robert. There are people coming from all parts of the state where we show up at different locations. 
oftentimes there are people who travel three or four hours just to see us at those locations. There's, they're coming in from all parts of Virginia. Nice. And so we have a grassroots movement afoot. There's a liberty movement in Virginia. And we're so pressed, so pleased that we can have this be the standard to rally everybody because if we don't fight together, we fight separately on this individually at different times, we won't win. We have to rise up. That's one thing that the radical left has the ability to do. They, they may be small in numbers, but whatever numbers they have, boy, oh boy, they stay in lockstep with one another and, and fight for their side. And that's, you know, when we're dispersed and both ideologically and actually, um, that's, that's very difficult to deal with. But now people are finally getting it. And I sincerely believe that a majority of Virginians, like a majority of Americans, are sick of this. And we are the majority. We have to remember that. It's a radical fringe that has taken over the United States. And we can take it back. And we can fix these problems. And we can save liberty in America. And we, we just have to, to do it. We have to get off the couch, participate, become vocal, and not let them take everything that we have. Uh, lying down. We have to fight for our country, fight for life and liberty and property, and that way we can save it for the next generation. Well, remember a lot of the folks that seem to be in lockstep in opposition to freedom are often paid by Soros to attend these events and, and show up. Once the money dries up in some way, they will not show up. They don't have the conviction, the passion that goes deep into their soul. Now, uh, you have some other upcoming events. They're, they're coming so fast, you can't even get them all up on the, the website. Those of you checking it out, it's linked up at robertscatbell.com, emord4va, emordforva.com. You can still contribute. Uh, there's also another way I'll tell you about in a moment, but uh, the other meetups I'm seeing here, there's a MAGA meetup on February 9th at 6 p.m. Eastern time at Gore Meltz. Your friend, I met him when we were traveling early on in Fredericksburg, Virginia, and that's happening on February 9th, 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, and then Wednesday, February 14th, looks like another event. I don't know what BSRWC is, but it's at the Gala 1417 in Virginia Beach. I wish I could be at any and all of those events with you, uh, but that looks uh, the Beach Suburban yeah, that's Republican. That's a gun show. Oh, okay, Beach Suburban Republican Women's Club you're meeting at there in Virginia Beach. Look at that. Nice. Great stuff happened. So if you guys would yeah. like to meet, go go there, support them, get some more signatures, sign it if you haven't already in Virginia, if you are from Vir Virginia, and uh, we'll get you over the top, Jonathan. Hey, listen, I'm grateful for all the support we can get from everybody. It's not a big deal to, you know, have have your own signature on one of these petitions, but believe me, it really is a big deal. Uh, every single signature is makes a world of difference, and so we are working so hard to get as many signatures as we possibly can to go with our our uh, uh, request to be put on the ballot. If we get ten thousand valid signatures, and uh, in overall, and we have four hundred per. Uh, in, in at least each of the 11 congressional districts that are valid, we will be on the ballot. And it is just critical to get as many as we can, because believe it or not, that is a huge undertaking to get 10,000 people to sign a single uh, document. It is very hard because a lot of people won't sign anything. And some people don't understand that it's just to get someone on the ballot. They think that it's 
immediately going to be their vote or that they're endorsing you or that you're going to have direct mail to them if they fill it out or that, you know, that it has, it's a surreptitious commercial enterprise of some sort, but it, it, it's very simple. The state of Virginia requires proof that you have 10,000 signatures and 400 in each congressional district. And if you don't get it, you're not on the ballot, no matter how great you are. Yeah. Well, these are the ground games that they make difficult for challengers to incumbencies, but uh, we're going to help you get there. And you know, shout out to my friend Elias, who I met through Laban Ditchburn. He's up, I think, in New York State, if I remember. And I got him in touch with you, Jonathan, and he contacted me after you guys talked, and he was so impressed and so appreciative. He says, I want to help this man any way I can to get him in the U.S. Senate, and and I'm grateful. That's why I'm well, saying anywhere you are. Mm-hmm. Elias is a very great man, and I appreciate him. Uh, you know, it's very hard for us, those who advocate liberty, um, unless we unite and work together, which is kind of, you know, contrary to our nature, right? We tend to be individualistic because that's what we believe in. We believe in individual rights. We don't believe in any type of collective control. Right. So when you don't believe in, in collectivism and you believe in individualism, uh, you're loath to be part of a group. You just don't like it. But in this instance, you know, just like in the time of the revolution, the American Revolution, if we don't rise up and fight for liberty, it will be taken away from us by these collectivists. So, you know, this is the moment. And Elias is one person who fully understands that and has certainly very much appreciated my quarter. So it was great of you to introduce us, Robert, and I thank you very much for that. Well, I'm great. Whenever the sacred fire of liberty is is rekindled in the heart of anybody in America that's come from foreign lands or has immigrants and parents, many of us have, to love this country, not not, I acknowledge, and we do, Jonathan, we self-efface. We go, look, we haven't always lived up to our high ideals, but that's part of humanity. It's part of everybody's life to, to you know, stumble, fall down, and do the wrong thing. Do you then condemn the entire country and say it, it doesn't deserve to exist like many are learning in government indoctrination centers, a.k.a. public schools? Or do we teach the goodness that is America at its origin point and strive to those high ideals and regain our footing? For liberty, and as I said, to become that beacon of light and hope and health and freedom and all the things that I believe in that I think are really aligned with the American tradition or ideals of, again, defense of individual liberty. And that allows us to maximize freedom for everybody, not just you and me, Jonathan, but for everybody here. Yeah, and you know, it's really disappointing, Robert. So for those of us like you and me, I mean, we've spent our lives studying framers intent, the background of the framers, the intellectual origins of the constitution and the foundational principles of this nation. Uh, and, and in our schools, Robert, they just don't teach kids anything related to this, that they, they've destroyed education. They now have propaganda centers and these propaganda centers teach kids to hate this great country. This is the greatest country on earth. If you hate this country, good luck because you're not going to find anything better. And furthermore, uh, what you see in government is a movement to destroy this great nation. So if you're a young person, you need to study about this nation's real history, not what they're feeding you in school. You need to find out about liberty and about Jefferson, Madison, and George Washington, John Adams, and others who are indispensable in the development of this nation and appreciate 
no one's perfect, of course, but boy, oh boy, we, we came pretty doggone close to perfection in creating this Constitution and that Declaration of Independence. So they're the two most remarkable documents in defense of freedom in the world. There's nothing like it anywhere else. It is really it, the pinnacle of achievement in the world for political structures and for freedom. And, you know, the kids don't even get an appreciation of that. They should, that should be fundamental education in America. And it isn't. They, attack them, they, they teach them the opposite, to hate their own country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, the abandonment of freedom that creates the problems, not the embracing of it. And we've been taught a whole bunch of lies about the history of America, how the problems we have are rooted in freedom. And these are people that are deceived or are deceivers trying to get you away from your birthright in freedom and agency and choice. They want to take away all your choices. Remember the old Soviet Union, whether it was, uh, you know, a car or anything else, you could have any color you want as long as it was black. I mean, the idea is you want, I remember the old Devo song, freedom from choice is what you want. I don't believe that's the case, but I think people, young people are being deceived that choice is somehow bad and that we need to be dictated to, uh, as far as we're limited in our choices so we don't choose wrong. And again, that makes us slaves to bureaucrats who love the power that they get to exert over you. And their, their uh, anti-American rhetoric is just so that they can grow government to make you basically a slave to the state, which has been done a zillion times over in the history of governments on the planet and various, uh, you know, ver versions of, uh, uh, you know, uh, monarchies, right? Kings, queens, and emperors, uh, communism, socialism. All Now we have our own oligarchy that is just running roughshod over the freedom of the people. And you have battled against it for decades, Jonathan. You've succeeded in the courts. Now it's time for you to succeed in the U.S. Senate. Everybody, if you haven't already supported by donating or in some way volunteering for Jonathan Emord, whether you're in Virginia or not, please do consider it. Emord4VA.com and uh, have a great event in Chesapeake this evening. I wish I could be there with you. And then the upcoming events we've got on your page, Emord4VA.com. Yep, we will have a great event tonight. These are wonderful patriots down here, Robert. And I, I really appreciate the chance to meet with them and They've been so supportive of our campaign. It's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. I just, uh, I hope and pray that we, uh, we will not have more Joe Biden. We can't afford it. We will not survive it. Four more years of that nonsense and, and destruction of America mm -hmm. is going to ruin us. We, we really cannot survive another four years. If, can, can you imagine? If upwards of 80 million or 90 million people in America are here illegally forming a massive uh, illegal economy and among them being agents of the cartels that are already in this country. I mean, people don't realize the cartels are not just in Mexico. They're all over the United States. That's right. Many of the Democrats right now we have a situation, but everywhere. You're right. And so we are, it's not that terrorism is not happening in the United States. It is happening. It's on a one-to-one -one basis. Every time someone is induced into a sex trafficking ring, every time someone dies from, from fentanyl overdose, every time someone is assaulted, like the police were in New York, every time a, a person who uh, should go to jail is let back out on the street to terrorize more people, all of those things are forms of terrorism. Yeah. 
the government itself and the Democrat Party itself is terrorizing America by taking away the defense, the thin blue line that, that prevents, you know, protects the citizen from from uh, violence, the theft of their property and their lives, the, the murder of the innocents. That's all that's all uh, a part and parcel of Biden's agenda. It is yeah. a treasonous agenda. Well, as, as, as I mentioned, Nemo, Nemo Wolf and one of the stories we have uh, reporting today at robertscottbell.com is talking about, again, she comes from far left of center originally, and she's uh, transformed intellectually by engaging in spirited discussions and challenges to worldviews and, and political views. And I would encourage everybody, you know, uh, if any of these topics cause you to recoil in horror, Look in the mirror, investigate why that is, and go deeper. Because if fear is the response, there's something that's throwing you off from your ability to use the God-given intellect you have, much less your intuition, to get beyond and recognize that freedom is the essence of our very creation. And for the first time in recorded history, a government was instituted among men to well, protect or defend that liberty, not run roughshod over it. And Jonathan knows that so well, and he's going to be in the U.S. Senate with your help. And I, Jonathan, we we got to wrap the Sacred Fire of Liberty Hour. It's, it went so fast with you on the phone heading to Chesapeake. Yes, sir. It's been a real pleasure, Robert, and we'll do it again. All right. Always great to hang out with Jonathan Emord. You guys check him out if you're in Virginia. Go see him and give him a high five or a hug. And uh, we'll uh, continue this discussion on the other side of the top of the hour break. We've got Chris Downey scheduled. You know about VaxCalc.org. You're going to learn about it. And uh, we got a question of the day on liver issues. I see a question of the day coming through the chat room at robertscottbell.com related to stomach and GI issues. So I'm going to talk about that as well. And the complexity of science and medicine. What does it require? More centralized bureaucracy and control or more freedom? You answer that quickly and we'll be right back after this because the power to heal is yours. So glad you're here with me on our Thursday edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show. It is uh, February 8th for the first airing of this. If you're catching it later on the podcast or various video video media sites that we're not banned on, like Rumble, uh, welcome. Glad you're here. You could submit questions live. Uh, Super Don tends to monitor the Rumble. I can't see that, but we have access to what's in our own personal website at robertscottbell.com slash listen, as well as uh, the various social media outlets that still uh, somehow we're, 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 we're airing on. I've seen some, a lot of Facebook comments today, some coming through Twitter X, uh, and uh, I don't know. We still haven't figured out how to do the uh, Instagram thing because it's, you know, the, the wide whatever screen. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure that out someday, I guess. But I'm glad you're here. And if you haven't signed up for the newsletter, it's absolutely free to do so. Just text my initials RSB to the number 66866. That's double six eight six six. And then you will be replied to via your text with a request for email address. Enter that and then you'll get the newsletter with all the updates and uh, great offers that are available to you to bring the power to heal back where it belongs with you. So here we go. Hour two. We've got, uh, let's see, this hour coming up for the, I think the first time, you know, I I could be mistaken because, you know, I've been at this for so long, you'll have to forgive me. This is my 25th year of broadcasting. And like earlier in the week, a couple of days ago, we had uh, a guest on that I didn't realize we had on 10 years ago. Right. And I was like, 
my wife says, 10 years ago, he was on like 10 years, a decade ago. I, I knew I knew the name. Well, today, this first, this second hour guest, Chris Downey has never been on the show. So we got a new guest coming up and cranking up to uh 2000 guests sometime in the next few months, looks like at the rate we're going. Uh, that's very exciting. So we're going to talk about VaxCalc.org and more coming up in just a moment. We also have a question of the day related to a liver, uh, particularly like jaundice in infants. Uh, I see another question coming through the website at robertscottbell.com slash list. And I want to get to real quickly as well is talk about the complexity science of medicine. What does it require for success? That's coming up in a moment. But let me just uh, hit this thing. Let's see. Get to that. Here it is. Uh, I, I'm gonna, I posted it up here. I'll put it up on the screen. I don't know how much it'll show, but it's kind of long. Here we go. Yes. From Azator 70. All right. Need some help. Just got an upper endoscopy. Uh, how do I get my stomach acid? Let's see. And the doc wants to put me on proton pump inhibitors for Barrett's Barrett's esophagus. It's called, uh, how do I get my stomach acid and GERD under control naturally? All right. As a tour 70, I, I, I wrote in the, uh, the chat box there. If you don't already know about this, my friend, Jonathan, at choose to be healthy.com carries the Alta health products can just, you get a tub or a bunch of tubs and they have a powder in them. And what you do is you take a level teaspoon of that powder, activate it in warm water. If you can handle it, drink it straight on. You can shoot it. You don't have to taste it or sip it, whatever, but shoot it and bring it down into your stomach, particularly in the GI tract over the course of uh, days. Uh, if you need, and it could take days to weeks, depending on the severity of the starting point. But the corrective action is in this beautiful botanical blend that's been done the same way for generations now. Alta Health Products, Alta, it's Canjest tea, and it's a powder you activate in warm water four times a day. Ideally, it helps the liver, it helps the gallbladder, it helps the stomach, it helps the intestinal tract, all of it. And that other reality of Barrett's esophagus, the esophageal erosion, is due not to excess production of stomach acid. Primarily, it's due to a lack of adequate production of stomach acid, meaning things that come into that stomach do not properly break down due to the pH interface of the acid. And when you don't have enough, things sit there, they putrefy and they blow out like gaseous emissions like Mount Vesuvius up to the esophageal region, even the limited acid that's there hitting tissue that is not designed to have that low of a pH interact with it. So healing the tissue is important. The Canjest tea can help, but one of the key minerals that is lacking in people that don't produce enough stomach acid is often magnesium magnesium. So choose to be healthy has good whole food forms of magnesium as well. And remember, if you need to heal tissue, consider downing the bioactive silver hydrosol, like sovereign silver, chugging a little bit of that. And you don't need the aloe with it because we're trying to focus on the esophageal and stomach regions for healing, but to restore the proper function of the stomach to produce the acid it needs to, you need magnesium, you need the altacangest. Call Jonathan at 866-424-1077, 866-424-1077. Use the code RSB5 to get a little discount when you check out on all the whole food products that he carries that we believe in or endorse and utilize here on the Robert Scott Bell Show and in the Robert Scott Bell family. So uh, thank you for that question, Azator70. I love that you asked that while we're live on the air. It gives me an immediate ability to respond to you. Uh, also, upcoming events. We mentioned the Health Freedom Expo, Trinity Health Freedom Expo, virtual, 17th and 18th. 35 bucks gets you three months access to everything that happened and more of what's going to happen through the uh, uh, Whova app online. And it is the, the best value ever 
as far as getting access to the information, including what Dr. Brian Artis delivered there. And it was sensational. My buddy Paul Baratero with Echo Water, Echo Technologies. Morley Robbins did another great talk there. Uh, man, there was so much that was happening. That was awesome. You guys want to plug in. Jeffrey Smith was there. You name it. You want to be part of it. Check out TrinityHealthFreedomExpo.com. Next up, we got Atlanta coming in March, the Health and Freedom Summit, thanks to the Warners. And that's uh, headlining by Dr. Peter McCullough, a, a cardiologist with a great heart. No pun intended. Judy Mikovits will be there. I'll be there. Many others will be there. And I hope to see you. That's March 7th through 10th, Atlanta, Georgia. And then the following weekend, the 14th through the 17th of March, outside of Atlanta, at the well, Buford, Buford, Georgia, basically, the Lake Lanier Islands Resort, we're, we're coming back, and it's going to be amazing. Tia Severino has done an amazing job of putting on a very proactive week or weekend where you'll learn about parallel tracks to set up better ways to live, better ways to have community, whether it be health, whether it be economy, all of these things. You guys want to be there for that. Please consider attending next-steps.info to be part of that. And we'll look forward to being there. We've got other upcoming events as well. Um, I, I mentioned uh, the other day, I'm going to be heading out Monday after the show, although we'll do an early show Monday. We haven't determined the time yet uh, to Branson, Missouri to meet with the Jim Baker ministries and his team there. And uh, we record his show. It's the second time I'll be on that talking about the wonders of nitric oxide, cardio miracle and more for healing. And so uh, that taping will be Tuesday. Uh, for those of you in the area that want to be part of it, it's free to attend live and in person. They have an amazing studio there uh, south of Branson, Missouri. So that's coming up. Then we have in uh, June, we've got some events coming up. The uh, RSB Show family reunion, thanks to Leslie and family, the Goody Farms Homestead. And that's coming up in June, as well as the Red Pill Expo. And even before that, the end of May, the beginning of June, we've got an event, and I don't have it up yet, but Geneva, Switzerland. Those of you listening on UK Health Radio, take a little uh, channel trip or fly on over to Switzerland. And we'll see you there uh, in Geneva, I think around uh, May 30th, June 1st of this year. And we'll get more information on there from the Inspired Network uh, uh, to get you plugged in. And maybe you want to meet me there. How about that? How, that'd be a little bit cool. It'd be very cool. There's way more than I want to tell you about. Real quick reminder, Folium PX on sale this week, 15% off. Instead of the RSB 10, it's RSB, I don't know if it's 15, but it's 15% off. Bob reappeared and and uh, uh, we had a nice discussion and we aired it yesterday from the Autism Health Summit. Thanks to Tracy Slepsevic and her team did a great job there. We had a wonderful time and we talk about uh, getting on the thing that will break through your ceiling and your healing. And that is the Folium PX. That's the product my mom is taking at 90 and she's still dancing. And I didn't know if she was going to make it to 89 at one point a couple of years back based on what was what everything was going on. So thank God for Folium. Don't wait. Don't wait for that last minute to try it. It can do amazing things, but good Lord, the sooner you get on it, the better off you'll be. Folium original, Folium immuno, Folium relax. And we talked about it again yesterday. So go back and watch the interview I did with Bobbery. Foliumpx.com. All right. Briefly, I'm not even going to go into this article, but we have it linked up. It's worth a read. The complexity science of medicine requires freedom. The headline says it all. The reason medicine is failing is not because they don't have anything good to say. It's not that they don't have any decent science. It's that they have corrupted their science by centralizing control of information, free flow of information, what you're allowed to study, what is being funded to study. We are only allowing you to look at certain things within this pharmaceutical box. If you look outside of it, we will defund you. 
We will uh, denigrate you. We will call you all kinds of names, ad hominem, attack you, anything to get you back in line or to show to others that are still in line that they shouldn't stray outside the electrified fence of pharmaceutical, pseudoscience, pharmacia, sorcery. And so what the argument by Russ Gonnering, who's a doctor as well, he argues we need freedom. I agree with him. But we also need freedom outside of the of the medical establishment to innovate because all innovation is not coming from medicine. In fact, the majority of it comes from outside of the, again, the, the electrified fence that, that keeps you in a box that you're not allowed to think outside of. And we do that here. We think outside of that pharmaceutical box all of the time. That's why I'm alive and well and run in circles around many people in their 20s and 30s at the gym because of Cardio Miracle and other things that I'm doing, eating cleanly, organically, like Super Done is now in 2024. And I hope you will consider making a better choice or choices to put good things in your body as you would put the best things in for your car. How about doing it for your body? It's the only one you've been given in this lifetime. Take care of it. And that's what we're here to empower you with, that information to do so better and more efficiently. Now, one of those things might be to consider the risks of injecting synthetic compounds, uh, genetic materials, whether it be synthetic mRNA or whether it be genetic materials from animals or aborted uh, babies. And that leads, of course, to not only many vaccinations, but also a lot of drugs that are used that way. And there's something called a VaxCalc, V-A-X-C-A-L-C, VaxCalc.org, developed by Chris Downey, who's joining us now. We have the website open and up for you in the show notes at VaxCalc.org. And that brings me to welcome, for the first time on the Robert Scott Bell Show, Chris Downey. Hello. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Good to see you, buddy. I'm glad to have you here. I'm really grateful for your work, which I don't know if people don't know about it. We need to learn about it. Well, thank you so much. So, you know, what you were saying about freedom uh, and in, in the medical system is so important. And that's exactly what VaxCalc is all about. Um, what One of the ways I put it is democratizing vaccination in the sense of making vaccine risk information easily accessed and understood by everybody. And what that is intended to do is to create a happier, healthier your more scientific and resilient world by empowering each family to make their own decisions. Okay, and the role of VaxCalc is to create tools, technology, a planning capability, uh, curated research, and an online community to support them in doing this. And so, you know, I, I like to say that VaxCalc, you know, we support the, what I call the common sense middle ground. Now, the middle ground is, is often called vaccine hesitant parents. But we, we celebrate vaccine hesitancy because that means the parents are thinking. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, it, it's no different than going into the grocery store and reading food ingredient labels. You want to know what you're eating. You well, want to know what you're isn't eating. Isn't there a law that would ban us from doing that? How dare you read those ingredients? Just take the product, buy the no, product. I mean, Who would buy stuff that way? No, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I see, you know, like, I see like full vaccination is kind of an extreme end. You know, like the CDC uh, vaccine schedule is like an ex is sort of like one one extreme end, and but more and more parents are coming to this common sense middle, and you know you can get there simply by rejecting one vaccine, mm -hmm. and that's that's how I started. You know, yeah. when when we were interviewing uh, pediatricians, you know, I I thought I was really smart. I read The Economist, and I was probably a little arrogant, and I, you know, and I didn't really think much about vaccines except that I you know I heard that. Our, our, our daughter, when she was born, would need to 
what need to have the Hep B uh, vaccine on you know, the very first day. And that's really what got me questioning. And what really sent my antennae up was the way, I, I think we talked to like five different pediatricians and they were all wonderful. They were smart, compassionate. I mean, I would have been happy to work with pretty much any of them. But as soon as I asked, why does my daughter need the Hep B vaccine? It's like a wall came down. And all of a sudden, I'm not talking to the same person anymore. And I started to feel like you know, there's, there's something wrong here. They're mm -hmm. not they're not telling me the truth. And so I, they would say things like, well, you know, it's recommended for a reason. I said, well, okay, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, what are those reasons? What are the reasons? And so they, they'd say, okay, well, I mean, what if your daughter gets bitten in daycare? I said, well, she's not going to daycare, so what's what's another reason? Yeah. Uh, well, she might need a blood transfusion. Well, what's it? I'm like, okay, where's your data on that? You know, that's so unlikely. And I just, I left with a very, um, very bad feeling. Like, you know, there's just something not right here. Yeah. And that's what, that's what turned me from just simply thinking, oh, vaccines are great and safe, you know, just like they say, mm -hmm. not giving any thought to, you know, someone's not telling me the truth. And Chris, I, I need, I need, I need to find more. Yeah. Chris, did you grow up in a medical family like I did? Because I was raised and I was vaccinated. Of course, we had far fewer vaccines back in the day when I was young. But still, I had to grow out of it in my 20s to realize most of what medicine and the doctors who promoted it were doing had nothing to do with actual real health, but managing diseases that they often created. So it was a real wake up call that I unlearned a lot of what I believed to be true and factual to know what I know today that makes me reject all vaccines, period. You know, right. and I'd be the ultimate anti-vaxxer, even though I'm for freedom. But still, my kids are 24 and 18. They've never once had a vaccine, nor have they had an antibiotic. And they're wow. fine and alive awesome. and well and not chronically ill like I was and my wife was when we were young. No, my um, I didn't grow up in a medical family, but my father is a retired microbiologist. And he had a wonderful relationship with the FDA. He he loves them. He trusts them. Hmm. Um, and, and needless to say, we, we've had some good discussions about that. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so you've had uh, some challenges with your own family a little bit, and I guess that's oh, pretty common. Yeah. Uh, yeah, now. Oh, yeah. So, so the, the reality is you're providing a very rational resource for people to investigate and, and already Lori in the audience says she loves your, the, the site, the vaxcalc.org site and uses it quite often. Um, whether wow. people come to the conclusions that I've come to, or mm -hmm. whether they're, as you point middle of the road, and they're going to do a little of this, a little of that, but not that, whatever I'm for freedom. And that free flow of information Absolutely. is something sounds like you, you dug deep to put this together. How did you, how did you do it? And how long did it take you? Yeah, I mean, years. Okay. So, um, you know, at first I was just suspicious about the hep B vaccine. Um, but then around 12 months, my daughter had a potentially fatal reaction to a tiny little smidgen of peanut butter. And, you know, and that just blew, well, besides being incredibly, you know, upsetting, um, that just blew my mind. I was like, how, where did this come from? I ate tons of peanut butter as a kid. And so I, I became hypervigilant with you what was go, going, man. yeah, you what, I was hypervigilant with yeah. what, what is going into her body. And so I started digging more and more into the vaccines. I found NVIC. I volunteered there for 10 years. Uh, and it was a phenomenal, um, it was like a, an incredible training ground, a great place to learn from some of the most knowledgeable people. Uh, so that's where I went really, really, really deep. And I just, you know, I just kind of became obsessed with it, especially as the more I learned, the more we needed to back off of the vaccines. 
And as I was backing off, the more the doctors who I felt were like really just phenomenal and everything else, they just, you know, they couldn't stop asking if I, oh, have you changed your mind about this? And, and try, you know, trying to convince me otherwise. And it, it just, it began to really bother me that it was so diff difficult to find, well, what is in the vaccines? How come the doctors can't answer questions? And I started to meet more parents who are being bullied. And it, that, that just made me incredibly angry. And mm -hmm. so one of the, the aspects of VaxCop, which is free for everybody everywhere, this particular aspect, okay? If you sign up for our email list, within eight hours, you get an invite to our, our, our private protected uh, online community. We keep it private so that the search engines don't index it and your, you know, your identities can, can remain protected. Um, and also it's, we protect it from censorship and I back it up daily. It's, this is a something, it's never going away. It's not getting canceled. And, you know, we support, you know, one another's choices and help each other out. Mm -hmm. So again, the focal point is on education and information and the respect to see the intelligence in people to read and review the information to make a fully informed decision about how they want to care for their health or the health of their family and their children. How outrageous that is, apparently. No, it, it really is. And there's other aspects, too. Um, we're building a network of vaccine choice friendly doctors. So and, and keep it kind of private. Um, sure. But so people can you know locate you know, if there's one near them. And that's, that's a really important piece of the puzzle, too. You know, we need to build a network of doctors who are supportive. And you know, most doctors that are supportive aren't going to advertise that on their website. You know, right. They might even put up a you know, vaccination policy that sounds very unfriendly. So they're, they're especially difficult to find. So that's one of the things we work on is building up a network and getting, getting um, you know, parents' feedback on them sure. so that you know, other people can see. Well, you know how much these doctors that, that are quote unquote vaccine friendly, you know, they're targeted for destruction by their, yes. their state boards of medicine and those that yeah. control it largely again, the pharmaceutical vaccine industrial complex. And of course our government agencies have been captured. The media is captured. And so it's kind of, you have to kind of develop a secret underground handshake to know who's who, because if the word gets out, those doctors are going to be, well, the, the attempts will be on their ability to even be doctors. You know, th that's a really important point you're making. And one of the things that we teach everyone that comes to VaxCock, and it, it goes out in our email list as part of our you know, onboarding, uh, is to form a healthcare roundtable. That concept is really important. We need to get away from the whole idea of like primary care physicians. We don't need a single gatekeeper. What every parent needs is a, a, a diverse um, health modalities, for example, you know, our family goes to a homeopath. Uh, we have a Chinese medicine doctor trained in China who's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, we have vaccine choice friendly MDs. I mean, you need the whole range of uh, different modalities to support you in case one of them is taken out. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's where we have to be smarter than those who are against our freedom to know this information and then act in freedom on that information unfettered by censors in government medicine media complexes and you know now we're battling what seems to be absurd that we have to battle here as an american and it sounds very much like your accent you're an american you're thinking we're free aren't we well we found in the last few years how not free we are to communicate 
directly about things that are in opposition to narratives being funded and fed through government, media, medical complexes. And, uh, you know, the banning that we have withstood, the deplatforming we have withstood on this show uh, from various social media platforms or otherwise, I mean, even a business interface, what is that platform called? LinkedIn? We're banned on LinkedIn. Oh, I know. They're, they're horrible. I mean, they're, they're unbelievably woke, too. I mean, it's just really, it's really bad. Yeah, it's quite extraordinary. It's embarrassing as an American to think that we've tolerated this much censorship at all. And it used to be the the American left was stalwart defenders of freedom of speech. They become the worst defenders violating freedom of speech because they don't like our view or version of the, you know, the shots that they didn't like under Trump that suddenly were great under Biden. Who's politicized it? No, I know. I mean, that's I mean, that's a really good point. And, and I mean, it, it's taken me a long time to come to this. But I, I believe if, if America is going to be free and if uh, medicine is going to become free again, we're going to have to take on the uh, take on vaccines. And it's we're going to have to go from a mass vaccination system, which requires Soviet election style compliance. Right. To a 100 percent voluntary system exactly and suppress other forms of health i mean that is that is the way to freedom there there is no other way yeah well they duped americans for years with a tax system that is un unreadable unintelligible even by those who are paid to do it uh basically to say it's a voluntary system but if you don't volunteer in we've got all these ways to uh, threaten you or put you in jail or take your money and so volunteerism isn't what it used to be. And, you know, going back to the, uh, uh, you know, going back to 13th, 14th amendments, the, these kinds of things that uh, we say we were, we were freed, the slaves were freed. And then we find out that voluntary servitude was not outlawed, just involuntary. So they make it voluntary so that you have to volunteer and then they have plausible deniability to say, well, you didn't have to get the shot, but if you didn't, you couldn't work. You couldn't travel. You couldn't put your kids in school. They couldn't take part in sports, but it was completely voluntary. Oh, I know. I mean, it, it's as, as awful as that experience was. I think in the long run, run we're going to we're going to see that it was a gift. OK, because it woke a lot of people up. But the email, the, the amount of email I'm getting from parents has like tripled uh, in, in the past year. And lots of parents of young kids saying, you know, I never questioned vaccines before. And my older kids are fully vaccinated. But after what I've seen with covid and all the lies from the government, from public health officials, you know, I don't, I don't, some of them say, I don't know who to believe anymore, um, but almost all of them are like, okay, I just want to hold off and slow down and figure out what's going on because they mm-hmm. can't believe who they used yeah. to believe, including their own doctors. Well, they know their doctors are free. The greatest example of uh, this transformation for me is, is none other than Dr. Peter McCullough, right? Cardiologist. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. All in, never questioned vaccinations. He's fully vaccinated. His kids were, um, you know, once the COVID thing happened, he, he questioned that. And then when confronted with further information going back further, he had the intellectual integrity and honesty to look back and go, you know what? My grandkids aren't getting any of these shots. None. None. So, I mean, the transformation of the physician community, and I'm not saying every physician is there yet, but those with intellectual integrity have a good heart. They recognize that they've been deceived and they're not above. Their egos are not so strong that they don't admit, you know what? I was wrong. I didn't know. I was lied to. I was deceived. And we got to acknowledge that as smart as we, any of us think we are, I am or whatever, there's always a vulnerability. 
There's always a way to get duped. And don't be so right. arrogant that you think you can't because that's the moment you will be duped. Mm -hmm. uh, be, be humble totally. enough to see it. So if people plug into the VaxCalc website, VaxCalc.org, I know there's a lot of free stuff, but let's say people wanted to sign on to something more. I, I see here there's a, a joint you can join, like a yeah. free starter. And there's one where it's a standard monthly. If it's a short term. You want to get some extra help or an annual thing. What kind of things do they have access to then? Um, all kinds of uh, curated research, uh, comparison of uh, different vaccine brands, so you can see the, the amount of ingredients in each one. And here's an example. If someone's going to get DTaP, you, you choose one brand of DTaP over another, you can reduce the amount of aluminum by 50%. Um, you can, I, I give extra special care to, to any of the subscribers. I'll look at their delayed vaccine schedules, help, you know, help them understand like how they can very quickly remove vaccines they don't want, how to speak to their doctors about it, especially if their doctors are not telling them the truth. You know, and it, it's very common that I'll, I'll see so-called delayed schedules that a pediatric practice has given to a parent. I'll look at it and it makes it look like everything there is mandatory and it's practically the full vaccine uh, schedule from the CDC just started maybe a month or two later. But I mean, all you have to do is look at the state laws for public schools and it's easy to remove at least half of those vaccines. And so I'll walk parents through various ways that they can uh, you know, take care of their kids and, uh, and reduce the number of shots if that's what they wanna do. Yeah, wonderful. Well, this is a tool that is needed desperately. And I'm glad to bring this to the audience. Some of you already knew about it, vaxcalc.org, V-A-X-C-A-L-C.org. Uh, Chris, are you going to be at any events? I mentioned like a lot of upcoming events. Do you ever speak at events? Do you ever go to these things to let people know about it in person? We need to meet in person. You know, Thank you. Kevin is doing a phenomenal job of getting me at, at a whole bunch of them. Good. And pretty much anything he can get me into, I'll, I'll be there. Okay. And, I mean, is, do we have like another minute or are we pretty much good? No, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no. So one thing I wanted to share is that a, a really important long-term, long-run aspect of VaxCalc mm -hmm. is to change like just the nature of technology that people use. I mean, technology has been really perverted over the past five or 10 years. I mean, for monitoring and compliance, controlling and censoring. What we're doing is creating what I call informed consent technology. Mm -hmm. And it, it's it meant to serve freedom. And so an example of that is like all the... For, um, we want to get vaccine risk information, uh, in, uh, testimony of vaccine injury, VAERS data, all these things. And then we put it into our own version of AI. And then and we're working on creating sort of like uh, a vaccine risk aware, compassionate kind of variant of chat GDP, but which is completely separate from big tech control. It's all open source. And the, so the idea is that we can use technology to serve freedom. And that's sort of like a lifetime goal of mine. Yeah. So, all right. There's so much that I'm thinking about moving forward here. And, it, and also I have a secondary website for you. And I know we don't have a lot of time to go into the details on it, but 8020ai.consulting. Um, yeah. And and if you know this AI thing again, Super Don and I have good natured you know ribbing of about about this because he's he's been a big fan and utilized it for good purposes and I don't deny mm -hmm. that. Yet there's a nefarious side of AI that's not yeah, so good. Yeah. Uh, so how do you navigate that terrain? What kind of perspective can you share with us about? You're, you know, so if you're consulting on this issue, you've got to have something right. to say. <laughs> well, yeah, there's there's a lot to say about that, and I, I can be especially helpful for. Um, any small organization that is dissenting from mainstream, you know, we should talk, just send me an email. 
I don't, you know, and we can go into it, but like, so, okay. So for chat GDP, I mean, there are a lot of risks and there's a lot of potential. So the biggest risk, okay, is that it's going to dumb down the population. I believe that's absolutely true. Probably from like a fifth grade uh, thinking level down to a third grade within three to five years, because it's just so easy to ask questions, get answers, right. And not think. However, you don't have to engage in critical thinking and research because you ask the question. If you can just learn how to ask the right question, you'll get the answer. You didn't have to really dig for it. Now, here's the thing, though. If you use it right, you can learn to ask better questions. All right. And that's that's something we should definitely go into more. Okay. Uh, And it, it can be very helpful. It can it can free you up to do higher level thinking and also improve your thinking by asking better questions. Um, so a couple examples, like one thing I do with it is I, I use chat to make the vaccine package inserts, which are practically impossible for 99.9% of the population to read, to simplify them. And, you know, it's interesting because as you're, as you're having it simplified segments of those package inserts, which are incredibly dense and technical, mm-hmm. you'll start to see it's bias being exposed. Like the, the package inserts will point out that, yeah, death is one of the side effects, right? Some people do die for, as a result of taking a vaccine. But I noticed that chat in its summary wouldn't use the term death. And I kept having to challenge it and even ask and say, you know, I'd say, you know, I noticed you're not using the term that's in the FDA package insert. How come you're not using the term death? And then it eventually did. So you, when you use chat, it's important to have, see the, okay, what I'm really trying to say here is the use of AI makes understanding foundational principles even more important than ever before. If you don't understand the principle, like, like constitutional principles, software development principles, you know, chat can write great software. I use it to do eight hours of work in 30 or 60 minutes a day wow. on some, some good days, but it makes understanding the deeper principles of software even more important so mm-hmm. that I so I can direct chat better. Does that, right. does that make sense what I'm saying? Well, yeah, no, it's helpful. It is. And, you know, that's why I, I like, you know, Super Don's mind. He I think he aligns with a lot of what you're saying, because I've seen how he's used it and he's yeah. gotten to ask the right mm-hmm. question and we get things that are actually helpful. But, yes. yes, there is a built in bias the way it's programmed, as you point out as well, on very many of these subjects that are important to us. All right. Dan, do you know why it's built in now? Do you know where that came from? No, where did it come from? Okay, so ChatGDP runs off of something called an, you've probably heard of an LLM, a large language model. Mm-hmm. That is essentially like a big book that consists of the entire open internet. Okay, and so you, so and, and, and chat is like this incredible robot that can remember anything from that massive book. Now, the, the challenge here for the creators of, of chat, right, is they have to, provide different weightings to different websites. And they're really open about it. US government agency websites get the top rating for accuracy and truth. Therefore, that's why you see the bias. And yet they think they're objective, but they're- Right, well, that's where the misinformation originates often. Um, Totally. We've also seen the AI be implemented in, for instance, the, if not outright banning and in deplatforming, because they've had to soften that because now the government's been caught in the cookie jar actually saying, hey, you should do this. The, the reality is many of us 
don't have the reach we once had through those social media platforms. And I think it's being suppressed by AI. It doesn't take people yeah. actually watching this anymore. They have their algorithms that are adaptive and learning to keep different creative ways that we work around it to eventually be discovered mm -hmm. and suppressed again. You know, that's been going on for many years. Mm -hmm. and, and if you get knocked out by an algorithm, I mean, good luck. You're, you're screwed for a, a very long time, possibly forever, because yeah. reaching a person that can do anything is really hard. Yeah. So the consulting that you do in that realm, which is separate from Vax Calc, of course, but you utilize your knowledge probably to help and develop the things that are available at Vax Calc, uh, right. is something again uh, like somebody in a small business that wants to use AI. They would reach out to you and say, "Hey, how best can I use it?" Or what kind of things? Yeah, I, I can help. I can help form a strategy and okay. a strategy of using it, but also a strategy of not being taken out. I've, I've got many, many years of creating architects, like software architectures or choosing platforms in such a way that if I'm taken out, I can pop up sort of like the whack-a-mole game. Mm -hmm. You know, like you whack the mole, but it pops right up. Yeah. Well, that's VaxCalc. And I, it's taken years to architect right. that. So, if, and I can, I can help organizations with that as well. Fantastic. Well, I hope to see you at any of these upcoming events, and I'm glad that you're working with our buddy Kevin to get out there into the world. Appreciate him so much uh, for connecting us as well, and I'm, I'm glad that we finally got you on the show. I'm sorry it's taken so long, but you're doing amazing work, and a lot of people are benefiting by it. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate being here. You got it. Chris Downey vaxcalc.org linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com check it out if you want to go further become a member they have a, a number of options there as well but there's a lot of stuff you have access for free so at least bookmark it beyond the ai's ability to hide it from you <laughs> vaxcalc.org thanks to chris downey for being on board today and all his good work and shout out to kevin in israel hope all is well i don't know if you get to see bobry who flew over there a couple of days ago but hopefully you guys could, could connect as well. We do have a homeopathic hit of the day coming up as well as question of the day and anything else Superdon's been monitoring in the chat rooms, including Rumble, which I don't know what's going on there. Never do unless I ask Super D what's going on there. So uh, I will ask him right now, Superdon, what's going on there or elsewhere? And uh, then we'll carry on from, from this moment forward. <laughs> uh, we got nothing going on on Rumble, just people okay. watching. Okay. People hanging out and watching, but just being very quiet. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's that's what's going on there. Listen, man, that's comprehensive uh, a view uh, review of of. <laughs> I worked of, very hard on that. On yeah. that, yeah, I saw that you worked. I used ChatGPT. That's it. Ah, that figured it. That figured. That's how you're able to do stuff. <laughs> so the uh, the homeopathic hit of the day we'll get to in a moment, but yeah. uh, it's one of my favorite things that I from time to time talk about. Some yeah, I saw it. And I was like, oh, yeah. he can do this one with both sides of his brain tied behind his back. <laughs> so we'll get there in a moment and uh, I'll have some things to share beyond even what we have in the PDF today. Uh, also uh, the question of the day, I think I, yeah, I answered one that came through the chat room. So if you ever want to submit them live, if we can get to them, we will, which I did. At the you want to do the hour. question of the day next? I think so. I think the All question right, of the day is that. an important one. So let's hit it. Um, this is coming from, uh, I believe Tanya, uh, T-A-N-J-A. Yes. Okay, she says, I was blessed to have a new grandson come into the world back in November. He was born with jaundice. He has not been vaccinated. At two and a half months old, he's still jaundice. He recently was tested and he has high bilirubin, 5.1. His liver enzymes are also high, ATL 571, AST 522. Doctors do not have answers yet, but they are scaring my daughter with surgery uh, or liver transplants. My question for you is, is there anything we can do to help this little guy? Thank you, Tanya. All right. Gosh, darn it. Super Don. This is what wants me. 
makes me want to get, take a doctor by his throat. You know, these doctors doing this because mm -hmm. they're so ill-prepared to really address other than putting a kid under certain lights when they're born. They know nothing because they're all taught drugs, pharmacy. There is no drug that is not toxic to the liver. That means the opposite is true. If you can say it that way, it's a double negative. Let's go positive and say every drug has liver toxicity as one of its qualities, if you can call it. They like to call them side effects, but they're direct effects that are not marketable. So in remedying this thing, I'm not saying the doctors want this child to be harmed or anything like that. So I hope you can hear the distinction when I say that when I get upset with doctors. It's because they're ignorant and they're programmed and they genuinely don't know what to do. This is where a homeopath, a chiropractor, an herbalist, an acupuncturist, any of the holistic vital force views of the body would be much be better uh, suited to address safely and successfully a question of liver congestion, liver insufficiency of a baby just born. So when we look at the safest thing to do for a baby just born, there's nothing safer than, guess what? Homeopathic medicine. Homeopathic medicine. Because you're not putting in anything toxic whatsoever. I mean, that's the argument against it by Skepduck's materialistic reduction to say, oh, there's nothing there, so it can't it's possibly work. just water. Right. Yeah. But the reality is, and I've seen this with children and with animals, the placebo effect, which doesn't make sense, right? You give them a remedy. One of the greatest example was a little baby, an infant held in arms that was dealing with an ear infection of some kind. And this was, uh, gosh, this kid was like less than one year old. And just, you could see it pulling at the ear, red, screaming. I had my homeopathic medicine kit, single remedy kit with me. And I just took out a couple of pellets of capsicum, which is homeopathic cayenne pepper. It's, I mean, you, you're not going to add it to your taco. It's not going to taste like anything. It's homeopathic, okay? <laughs> we put it in a little spoonful of water, let the, 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 the globules dissolve a little bit, and then put the water in the mouth of the child, the infant. And within minutes, we watch the redness dissipate. We watch the child go from screaming in terror and pain to just comfortably relax and then fall asleep. And, you know, what is that placebo? Oh, totally. The infant knew what you were doing when you put those pellets in the water and put the water. I mean, that's the absurdity. I've seen that so many times. Now, in the case of this infant, what are my three favorite remedies that address liver issues, liver congestion? Bryonia alba, Nux vomica, Chelidonium. Now, even if it's one or all three of these, that will already be a significant impact. And you can do this as a 10x 12x, a 12c, a 30x, a 30c, a 200, whatever you got, use it. Or you can go to what we call homeopathic drainage remedies that are available with a wide variety of formulations from various companies out there, whether it be Des Bio, King Bio, King, uh, Dr. King, Newton, other things. They're all out there. Homeopathic drainage remedies that can be safely given, even if they're preserved in a little bit of alcohol, even a drop is a fraction of the drop of that would be alcohol. It's not going to be harmful to a baby, even with the liver issue. And that could immediately, you could see changes in the liver function. The enzymes can be measured differently as well. There are things when we talk about herbs that there are minerals present. And one of those minerals we talk about for the liver that's so critical is copper. And there's just tremendous copper deficiency out there. People who are pregnant, women who are pregnant, <laughs> 
They often do not know about this and they're not eating liver. They're not supplementing copper because the doctors tell, oh, copper is toxic. Yet babies can't grow in the absence of copper in, mo in mommy or outside of mommy. And that impacts liver health. Then we talk about the trace element selenium. Now, so it means what mom's being fed and then producing in breast milk is also at play here. So if mom hasn't supplemented with all the things we talk about, the selenium, the chromium, the magnesium, the bees, the, all the things that are needed, the, the baby's not going to get it either and may be born deficient with certain things that create pathways of functionality with liver and kidney, colon, function, et cetera. So I would say the first thing to do is look to the homeopathic detoxifying or drainage remedies, whether they be single remedies, Taraxicum I've talked about, uh, Cardus Marianaris, Cardus Benedictus. I'm just throwing out remedies. I don't know if we've even hit a lot of these remedies as well. Uh, they're uh, the milk thistles in homeopathic form, right? So there's a lot of options of safety to address this in addition to, again, sunlight exposure, right? Clean water if they're if they're drinking water. And making sure mom's on organic food and whenever you switch the baby from breast milk to food, that it's purely organic, clean quality. Because these kids, especially if they already have liver congestion at birth, they can't handle the synthetics that are coming in in every which way and we can't prevent all of it. But we got to prevent everything we have control over to prevent. So hopefully that's helpful to you, Sanja, and uh, you can succeed where the doctors are failing miserably. As I said, I'm not accusing them of evil doing specific to this baby, but they don't know. The unfortunate thing is when they say they don't know or they only offer something like a liver transplant, how irresponsible is that for them not to know that there are other forms of healing out there and medicine out there, but they've been programmed to believe that everything else is quackery still to this day. Now, many have woken up because of COVID, like Dr. McCullough and others are going, okay, I don't know about the nutrition. I wasn't trained in it. I wasn't trained in homeopathy and herbs. and other. So, to dismiss it outright because they're not trained in it is irresponsible and wrong to say, I don't know, but let's investigate. Let me investigate or you guys investigate. You know, it's kind of like Vax Calc. You know, the docs weren't taught anything about vaccines other than to do the schedule the CDC says. And so where do they go for that training? Not many places. You know, how about checking out the Vax Calc site? We just covered that with Chris. That was amazing as well. So uh, let's see. Lycopodium clavatum. Yes, Annie. Annie's my homeopath from Quebec. And I always think of lycopodium. I have a, a, a bias towards the GI and, and blood sugar regulation, but she's right. Lycopodium, just like all these remedies, have an impact far afield of what you're used to using them for, which is why the homeopathic hits are just a superficial stopping point, not a well, starting point, let me just say that, because there's more than I could ever cover in a five-minute segment, which leads us to our homeopathic hit of the day. Playing all of the homeopathic hits every day, right here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. All right. The homeopathic hit of the day is silver. That's right. One of my favorite ingredients, topics, etc. Argentum metallicum, and it is a homeopathic uh, remedy as well. Now, silver is not water-soluble unless you kind of go into the colloidal state, but it's not in solution. It's still suspended as silver in water, albeit micronized. But the ability to use silver as a homeopathic means we're going to prepare it according to the pharmacopoeia, which means a process of trituration. Uh, which is you're going to take silver and grind it with uh, lactose powder, sucrose lactose powder in a mortar and pestle, a, a series of, of, of times to do that before you can then convert it into a liquid dilution due to Brownian motion. Uh, and that gets into some high-level chemistry. If you're into that, that's fine. But Argentum Metallicum has a lot of interesting 
features or properties. So let's open up the PDF, Super Don has helped prepare. And this is available for free at robertscatbell.com on February 8th, 2024, when this show first airs, as well as eventually uh, once a week or so, Super Don puts them all together up on the website. And even better, if you're a Patreon supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show, little as five bucks a month, it's a bargain. You get access to all of these PDFs, including the audio video version like I'm doing right now. So often indicated for joint pain and vocal cord issues, not exclusively, not comprehensively, but we're going to cover a little bit of that. Introduction, a homeopathic hit. We're going to do this, Argenta Metallicum, used for joint pain, issues related to vocal cords and connective tissues, and I will say even mucous membranes, very often impacted and benefited by the Argentum Metallicum, the homeopathic form of silver. So it's originated, it is silver, it's Argentum. That's the Latin name, and there it is, that beautiful little silver giving us the thumbs up. We utilize it in the colloidal or hydrosol form as well, almost homeopathic in the, the realm that, uh, uh, let's say, the sovereign silver at 10 ppm is about a 5x equivalent. It's not officially made according to the pharmacopoeia. It's an electrolytic approach, but it has a lot of these properties in it as well. Known for efficiency in treating joint pain, yeah, especially when the pain is worse at night, improves with gentle motion, also indicated in cases of hoarseness or loss of voice particularly for individuals who use their voice extensively, such as singers or speakers. Why do you think I have my silver spray with me uh, whenever I need it? Mentally, you can talk about uh, general states of melancholy or sadness. Uh, primary uses, again, we reiterate some of these. It's not everything. Joint pain, particularly effective for managing symptoms of these things like stiffness, emphasis on conditions like osteoarthritis. Now, it's not my first go-to remedy for osteoarthritis, but it has indications for use. So if something else is not working, try that. Vocal cord issues, hoarseness, loss of voice, other vocal cord challenges, uh, connective tissue disorders. This is where I like to, to focus on its benefit, indicated for conditions affecting the connective tissues, providing support and relief. Because many years ago, I was in-house at uh, Natural Immunogenics, and I was doing R&D. That's research and development. It took me three years working with the team at Natural Immunogenics to help produce what became known as the Sovereign Silver First Aid Gel and the Argentin 23 First Aid Gel, topical healing gel. And that was to combine the hydrosol technology with the homeopathic silver. And the silver had a lot of indications that impacted benefit for topical or local application, epithelial tissue regeneration. Of course, addressing uh, uh, inflammation, um, expulsion of pus, right? Infections and things like that. And so it was a really intense review of the various materias medica around the world, not just the Boraki, but many of them. And I, I say this because I have, you know, obviously deep personal knowledge and experience with it, but also as a reminder that as we go through these homeopathic hits, that any one of the ones we've done, or every one of them, you can point out and go, hey, Robert, but what about this? Like Annie just mentioned as I was talking about liver remedies, and she says, hey, what about lycopodium? Exactly. There's so much to know. And there's always another like stone to un overturn and go, oh, yeah, that remedy is a possibility, too. I defer just like any homeopath to clinical experience and say, well, these are the ones that are working. Do I need the other one? Well, it seems like these are working. So I don't. But when those things aren't working enough, then you start going or expanding. So let's go back into the uh, potencies again. Low potencies, 10X, 12X, 12C, 30C. You want to go up to a higher potency, that's fine. Not a problem. If you got deeper-seated issues to, to address. Uh, when you are looking at complementary remedies, it depends on what you're targeting 
you know, the Argentinum Met action for. Like if it's uh, improving pain with movement, like rust tox might be indicated, a homeopathic rust tox. Or if it's hoarseness, focal issues, it could be causticum. Or one of my favorites as a speaker, verbascum. If you ever have that 976 Robert voice or the 1900 Robert voice, you're like, what is that husky, sexy voice? And that's not your normal voice. You're like, Hey, verbascum, that's a great remedy. So again, expanding out to a many, many, many different directions here. And I just love being able to at least give you an introduction, introduction to these various remedies and Argentum, uh, uh, I'm sorry, metallicum is one. Argentum nitricum we've covered. That's a different form of silver, silver nitrate converted into homeopathic form. So once again, so don't self-prescribe. If you've got serious non-self-limiting issues, get some help if you need it. And to conclude, just as a reminder, Argentum met, Valuable homeopathic remedy effective for treating a lot of things, some joint pain, vocal cord issues, connective tissue, I would say mucous membrane issues. And uh, if you'd like to learn more, just keep tuning in to the Robert Scott Bell Show and tell others. And remember, this is not to replace a doctor if you have or want one or use one or whatever. It's really just to give you information. Just like VaxCalc, informed consent, fully informed information so you can make better decisions about the care of your health, your family, your loved ones, et cetera, without interference from government, medicine, or media. Do you have that freedom? I believe you do. But your government, even America, doesn't believe you do. Claim it. Own it. Live it. And we'll be back with the bonus round of the Robert Scott Bell Show after this because the power to heal is still yours. Once again, I'm growing to appreciate when Super Don doesn't turn whatever he's throwing at us for the bonus round stuff into steaks. <laughs> it's just beautiful little deer <clears throat> running around. I, yeah. I, I was not able to find a Ted Nugent. Uh, right. I was just thinking that venison Ted... uh, barbecue uh, right. video. So yeah. that would have been the, the perfect thing to top that one off, I guess. <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> so, all right. So what's going on out there in the various chat rooms? If there's anything that we need to hit, I, I think we've covered a lot of ground today on the air with Jonathan Emord and then with, uh, uh, Chris Downey, as well as questions. Some popped in through the chat room and others we had on on wait until we could get to, like the liver question for the child. Uh, so I'm glad yes. that uh, we got to that too. California Condor over on Rumble says, mm-hmm. top class show. Top class Thank show. Thank you. You know, wow. now I'm feeling like elitist. I'm like top, top class. class, right? Yeah. Classist. We, appre- uh, right. we appreciate that. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you very much. For you. Yeah. We get it done. I, I was uh, complimenting you on your use of Chat GPT. You didn't respond. You're probably busy doing stuff as I was no, talking to Chris. I was Chris. listening, but okay. uh, you know, it just it, it didn't wasn't screaming. I, I needed to jump in and That's say okay. something. I just, I just wanted to I make just sure let you, you guys. Yeah. I well, you know, it. actually, I I uh, got to chat with him mm-hmm. uh, before the show when we yeah. were doing the test connect, and we actually kind of just you know. Got to talking for a little while. In fact, mm-hmm. it got to a point where where we were done doing the testing. He was like, "Well, do I have to go, or I could keep talking?" You know, and I was like, <laughs> "I got to get ready for the show." But it was one of those things we were talking yeah. about AI and using Chat GPT mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And yeah, he um, he's working on. And I think you mentioned this that um, it's it's uh, a thing that he's working on that will be incorporating AI that mm-hmm. will make it so that people can go to the website. And I th- this will probably be something that you need to join for, but yeah. uh, it'll be like if you have questions, stuff that it'll interact and have all of this this wealth of information about vaccines, vaccine ingredients, vaccine schedules, what you know, con- uh, warnings about certain vaccine ingredients, etc. That people will be able to interact with this, and it will give all of this unbiased information mm-hmm. um, 
that would then eliminate people needing to have to go and search and, and yeah. read and uh, try and, and dig for the information. It's just all right there at your fingertips. Yep. So, yeah, it sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty cool. So we'll, we'll check in with it him does. again later on down the road there after he's had a chance to. So uh, Stephen has a suggestion. And this is an easy thing to overlook, like every year, changing the year, right? So he says at the bottom of the page, show notes page, <sighs> what would you like to hear from the Robert Scott Bell Show? In every year we have to change this. And, I, you know, I've forgotten years past too. It's 2024, yes. but the, the phone number is still the Whatever. same. Okay, the phone thank number you. is still the same. 866-939-BELL. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing gets by Steven. You know he's that. like the Bala of the chat room. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I love that. I love that. We no, should give him keep, access. Keep, keeping us on our toes. That's good. Yeah. No, these are important things to keep up. By the way, I got to send some funds over to our uh, uh, to, to our buddy who's, you know, updating our website. It's a lot of, lot of work, but uh, he's very reasonable compared to what I think it would have costed if someone else had done it. Oh, so, and if you look at the website. Yeah. What's, wow. It's you a know, lot of stuff just, going on. I'm gonna have to get some training on how to yeah. how to navigate how to 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 work on it and make changes and stuff like that. But, but um, I, I say that and I and I acknowledge and I want to thank all of our Patreon supporters that have a, a direct in, inflow oh, yeah. support for the show so that we can even do that, which is something we couldn't have done in years past. Uh, so if you aren't part of the Patreon support crowd and all the, the stuff, including the interview, uh, I think we're gonna air the James Lyons Weiler interview on Sunday. Dr. Jack uh, from IPAC that I did at the AHS. But if you're a patron supporter, you already have access to it. Correct. And the next Sunday we're airing the Judy Mikovits interview, Dr. Judy Mikovits, also from the AHS. Guess what? If you're a patron supporter, you already have access to it. So little things like that, including the the various um, uh, homeopathic hits and the detox dialogues, the video versions of those things available to you. And that's, you know, trying to do as much as we can to say thanks for those that support us directly. And and I appreciate, even if you're just able to share the show, that's huge. You know, uh, we don't, you know, we don't over, we're not skilled enough to override the AI suppression of this kind of information. We know that we're up against a lot. So it's it's every little thing you can do, just like helping Jonathan Emore, every little thing you can do matters, makes a big difference. So thank you. Yep. We do appreciate that. It gives us an opportunity to, to do what we need to do now and, and give us the uh, opportunity to create new things too. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we don't, we don't want to just stand in one place and think that, Oh, well, this is just what we'll do. And we'll never yeah. get better. Uh, I saw a comment five years into this. Yeah, we're, still, we're still figuring some stuff out, but yes. Um, as a tour who we answered the question about upper GI issues, uh, just wait for the U.S. to sign on to the WHO Pandemic Preparedness Treaty. Well, apparently, um, you know, it's not a new treaty, as they're saying. It's the same thing. All they want, they're doing is an internal vote, so it doesn't require a Senate to ratify it, which is unfortunate. But that's another reason why we need to get Jonathan Emord in the U.S. Senate so that he can battle against uh, the WHO and help us get out of it, in addition, you know, to whatever we can do to get something better in the executive branch. Not that we don't already acknowledge the growth of government is so large that it's, you know, as I've said so many times, even if Ron Paul were president, it doesn't change everything immediately overnight. It's a lot of inertia to come back to freedom, but it starts with every little step we take. And that, that is putting Jonathan into the Senate. And that is everything you do to nullify unconstitutional federal mandates or prohibitions as well at the state and local level. All of that is making a difference. So thank you for that too. Let's see what else I got here. Got the Brian Artist throat spray here. 
The Brian Artist Spray. Does it have venom in it? <laughs> Probably not. <Yeah. laughs> this one's a bee propolis. Oh, yeah, bee pro. I love bee propolis. Yeah. Bee venom. Bee propolis. We did Apis oh, yesterday. Bee venom okay. yesterday. You are getting so on top of these things. It's pretty amazing. All right. Any other questions, comments? So again, the bonus round is you're around, y'all. Sometimes Super Don and I have things to talk about, and I know going in or you have questions, but when you don't, we don't hang around just to hang around and hear ourselves talk. But there are always some things that sometimes I'll have a, oh, a thought, and I'll just bring it up in the bonus round, even though you're like, wait, why are y'all talking about that? That's not interesting for us. But just this bonus round is anything goes. Anything can happen. And that's where we're at right now. Yeah, so tomorrow we've got Julie Klein on from uh, Trinity School of Natural Health. Looking forward to that. That's right. We we get we had to bump uh, Emmy. Is it? Yes. Uh, so she's the doula, uh, and she's in the Protocol Seven movie, but she's going to be rescheduled soon because I was excited for that. But Julie is awesome, as you know. We love her just so dearly. All that her family has done for Health Freedom, the Health Freedom Expo, and Trinity TrinitySchool.org. So we'll get some real updates on what's going on. And I, I'll learn a thing or two because, you know, remember just a couple of days ago, we learned that the Health Freedom Expo was moved to Indianapolis at the end of September. I still need to update that. Yeah. So we need to get that up on the upcoming events tab page. And eventually we need to put that Geneva, Switzerland thing up. As soon as I get some kind of banner, we can put up as well for that. There's all kinds of amazing things happening in this calendar year. You want to you wanna be at one or all of them if you can. You know, Life-changing for in a positive, powerful way. So, where did you send me that, by the way? Which one? The thing on the, the that showed the the. I think I forwarded it from my email to yours. Is it email, okay. Yeah, because right. I, I get the email from Trinity, and I don't know if there's you like do. so many ways that we communicate <laughs> right. that it's just like like which which path did you use <laughs> this time? I know text Super message, Don, Skype, keeping, email, keeping your neuroplasticity yeah. plasticitized. How about that? Something like that. Yeah. How's the um the the food? Any any new adventures in food? I love hearing all that you're cooking and, and doing. It's amazing what you're making. I want to come over for dinner now. Well, I did really good last night with the uh, the the ribeye uh-huh. that I cooked. I also I I had some some mushrooms that I needed to take care of, so I did a a sautéed mushrooms on a ribeye and uh, organic asparagus with with uh, lemon zest. Mm-hmm. And as, as Chef Ramsey would call it, I, I, I grated some Parmesan <laughs> on, on the top of he it. Says it was, Parmesan? Parmesan. That's how he says it, yes. Ramsey, is he British? He is. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, he did that. Tonight we're having mahi-mahi, wild-caught mahi-mahi. Nice. With, I think we're uh, having some wild-caught salmon. Oh, okay. From yeah. Alaska, yeah. Yeah. The Kroger over here, I call it Kroger because people recognize it more than the name that we use here in Oregon, which is Fred Meyer. Right. It's the same company. They have wild-caught sockeye uh, salmon. We used to call them K. Rogers. Oh, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) Back in Atlanta. I like that. K. Rogers. Rogers. Yeah. So, anyway. So, yeah, that's that's it. We did... We did an awesome beef barley soup last weekend. The weekend has turned into soup uh, uh, time. Yeah. And so, uh, my wife will make a big, giant pot of some kind of soup that we then will enjoy and then we'll we'll pack it up in containers and and farm some of it out to the kids um and then eat it on it during the week. So I don't mm. know. She's asked me what do I want and I'm not sure. I I think I may go with like chicken and uh, uh chicken dumplings, which is mm. like super good. Have you ever made dumplings? 
Oh yeah, oh, that, that's one of her specialties. Is the chicken uh, dumplings uh, uh, soup is, is pretty, I am so, pretty amazing. I am so got to find a reason to visit you guys just so I can <laughs> have delicious dinner with both of you guys. Are amazing in what you're preparing. It's just like every day, it's a yeah. new culinary adventure. I love it. Well, we we try and have a little fun with with dinners. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, during the during the day, you know, I had I hate to say this because it makes me sound like a millennial, but uh, I had I, I do avocado toast. Well, especially when I when I run out of bagels, okay, I'll just do avocado toast. So I have mm-hmm. this really uh, good. Actually, you remember yeah. uh, Killers? Uh, Killers. Dave's Killer Bread. Dave's Killer Bread. Yeah, we right. had we had him on the show. That's right. Years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's run into some personal issues since then, and mm. and I don't think I, I don't think he does interviews anymore. But yeah, uh, it's organic bread, really good. And so I I get that from the Walmart over here. The uh, mm-hmm. it's called Good Seed. Yeah, it's got all kinds of good stuff in there. Anyway, I just make toast and you know, grab an avocado, cut it in, you know, one half per piece of bread, and cut up some cheese and mm-hmm. have my cardio miracle. Yeah, you know, wash it down with my selenium and my my pie, my thing of of uh, supplements for the day. Do we have a confirmation on a cardio miracle webinar end of the month? I haven't gotten word back yet, but it should okay. be. Yeah. Who's helping us do that, Elizabeth or somebody Elizabeth, else? Yeah. Elizabeth, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't gotten a response yet, but we'll I had have one um, end of the month. I had one of the people at the kickboxing gym, you know, a nice lady, uh, who's, you know, I, was, I, 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 I met, let me just go back in my memory banks this morning. I had a training to do, so I went a little later than usual, but it was a good workout. But sometimes you'll see people you don't see depending on when you go. People are more regular on their schedule than me sometimes because mine can vary every day. And... You know, at the end of the, the workout, after her nine rounds, I, I looked at it, I pointed out, I was like, I was the only one left on the screen. You know, you have this um, heart monitor, so you see where you are throughout the mm-hmm. workout. And there was nothing else. I was like, oh, you don't you don't have your heart monitor. See, yeah, I gave up on it because I was always in the red. Nothing I could do. You know, and she mentioned <laughs> she has Lyme disease and all kinds of things going on. Not mentioning her name, so I'm not, you know, whatever. And, and you know, I said, you know, have you considered Cardio Miracle? She said, yeah, but there's so I'm doing so much. And I'm like, you know, I was like, look, it wouldn't complicate really pretty much anything. It might simplify things. So you might find you wouldn't need to do as many things. We've talked about that a lot to simplify how you go through. And I also mentioned this is like, if you've been addressing Lyme for years and you're still suffering in this way, she says that she has a resting heart rate of 80, even though she works out and her heart rate shoots way up. There's something that they're missing. And you can't keep doing the same thing over and over, expect a different result. At a certain point you go, this is not working. And it's funny enough. She says, yeah, I just fired my latest doctor because it wasn't working and it's so expensive. And I said, yeah, they often overcomplicate it. Even these natural and integrative focused doctors, they don't, they don't hit the target really. They just, they, they manage this stuff. So I talked to her about some of the things that I, you know, I would do to simplify it. And if I can help in any way, and she's like, Oh, okay. And she said she attended the last webinar we did, on uh, what was it, fitness or high-level athletic performance? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she saw that. So so that was pretty cool. And if you guys haven't, you know, come to one of the Cardio Miracle webinars, there's always something new to learn, different angle on it. And uh, I don't know if we've s- determined a subject yet for the one we'll likely do. At the uh, end of it is Heart Month on Leap Day. Yeah. So I know that uh, that is the the overall theme mm-hmm. that it is Heart Month. But you know, uh, perfect. Steve Month has a for suggestion for you, for us, a new segment. Yes. I can't see it. I you know. can't see it? Hold on. 
Yeah. New show segment, Dinner with Dawn. All right. <laughs> I like it. Dinner with Dawn. And Leslie says she loves dumplings too. Uh, but they're having grilled burgers, no. sweet potato fries from our garden, and salad for dinner. Dude, it's there's nothing better than realizing that we're eating stuff we grew in the summer and stuff we're growing in the greenhouse right now through the winter. That's it's really the coolest cool. thing. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, it's not like we're totally self-sufficient. I'm not delusional, but dude, every little bit you feel like, you know, I feel like Tom Hanks in, in Castaway. I made fire, right? You know, we talked about that scene, but the idea of like, whoa, you can do this stuff. It's amazing. So uh, don't sell yourself short, y'all. If you think it's not possible, it is. Even Super Don can do it. Is that it? The nerve tingling <laughs> truth of vascular health. Ooh. That's Did you come the, up with that? No, that's the, you were asking me what the theme was. I had to look it up here. That's what Elizabeth sent me. The nerve maybe tingling some truth of vascular health. Maybe like some it. variation of that because they're still working on it. But that's, that's kind of cool. Be, yeah. yeah. All right. Leslie says, Super Don, have you lost weight since changing your diet? You may have answered that already, but I missed it. We have well, you know, about weight. Funny here. thing. I don't, yeah. I don't have a scale. I don't, yeah. you know, it's just like, I just don't. Right. I kind of think I may have though. I was kind of just, you know, the other day I was just kind of like, you know, I mean, there's still <laughs> something there, of course, but yeah. I don't know. My, my waist size doesn't seem to have changed much, mm -hmm. but, uh, I, I think I may have. Yeah. So I, you know, I just, I've never been a, oh, I have to go weigh myself kind of a person. Yeah. You know, it's just like I knew, you know, I, we, we spent a year in, in, uh, Louisiana. Yeah. And my, my family fed me really well. And yeah. And I gained weight and I, you know, I decided to look in the mirror, look at me. <laughs> I'm kind of chubby. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I have the 32.7 pounds because I just don't care. Yeah. I, maybe I should. I don't know. I probably should. It's probably a character. Ah. It's probably a character flaw. But I, don't know. Um, I do. I do believe I have lost mm -hmm. some weight. Uh, so maybe Once you get out to the why, which hasn't happened yet, has it? No. Yeah. Too much going on still. Dude, like, it's so look, hard. And look, like I look, said, that's the reason why I'm I'm considering I want to get something here for the house. Sure. Can so I can be doing can. something. Now, you know, like a good recumbent bike is what I'm yeah. hoping for. Um, I don't know if you remember when we did the show from mom's place on her 90th yeah. birthday behind me was, oh, there's so much to see, but she had, I don't know what kind of bike it was, but it was a simple thing. No. Not complicated. Yet I she, can't do the, 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 the regular bikes. No. I can't walk right for a week after riding okay. those things. So, so it, it's a recumbent bike that I need to get, and that's that's okay. what I'm shooting for. They're not terribly cheap. Are they stationary? Yeah, yeah, it's a stationary bike. And if you get one of the decent ones, you know, you're sitting, mm -hmm. and you know, and and you can have you know like something up in front of you that you can have like that you're you're reading or you're aren't you're those watching a lot? Don't they take up a lot more space being longer or something? Yeah, but it's just it's just for me that's what I need. Okay, that's, that's what I want. That's my preference. So that's what I'm. I'm. I'm in the market of. of but there's uh, there's always like the I don't know if Craigslist still exists, but you know what I mean. Facebook mm -hmm. Marketplace, mm -hmm. those things pop up, and and they usually they do. Deal. But you know what? A, a lot. The, the reason why they show up mm -hmm. is because they they suck and oh. they're pieces of crap, and people just want to get rid of them. Okay. Um. So if you know you get what you pay for on those things. Gotcha. So. Anyway, I think that's going to be my short-term uh, solution mm -hmm. until I can, because you know we were talking the other day. I'm I'm working really hard at trying to shift my workload right. in a way that's going to free up my time in the evening. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then that will open up opportunities. Yeah. But right now it's just, you know, I'm working during the day and I'm working at night and, you know, yeah, it's you're like working all the time. <laughs> uh, Leslie says she doesn't own a scale either. She's judging her weight based on the way her clothes fit. Yeah. That's a good tell. Yeah. Well, no, my pants aren't falling off yet. Okay. So I, I'm doing all right. Well, you know, I've used the scale for the other, other reason because I, you know, as I've said, I wanted to put on more mass, more muscle mass mm. to put weight on. So I wasn't so light that a light breeze would blow me, blow me over. And, you know, I got on the scale the other day. I hadn't been watching it in a long time. I just jumped on to see, and I was like 150. Yes. Cause Yay. that was, you know, I wanted to hit that so badly and even more, but I'm happy there. It's maintained. In other words, I've hit a level of, uh, my baseline is way higher than my baseline was. Cause remember when I started this, I could go down below 140 of certain days, you know, the fasting days, for instance, and things I'm like, no, this is just not, this is way too light. And, right. and so, you know, part of it is eating more, as you pointed out. Why don't you eat more? Okay. Uh, the other part uh, was, you know, trying different supplements. And then the uh, super creatine from Nutritional Frontiers really put me over the top in terms of muscle growth. It really did the number, did the trick, so to speak. And so it's, I've been able to sustain it, maintain it since then. And, uh, you know, I'm happy with where I'm at. Unless I want to, really want to bodybuild now, then I could put more on. But, uh, Which, you know, I you mean, know. you know, there's, I mean, you can if you want to, but it's not yeah. necessary. Yeah. You know? Um, I think you would be more interested. Of course, I don't really know. We've yeah. never had this conversation as to what your preference would be. Yeah, uh, I would think you probably would be more interested in strength than sure than bulk, yeah. right? Yeah, definitely. Which you know, with um, with bodybuilding, that's what it's about. It's about mm -hmm. it's about bulk and size, not so much strength, right? So, you know, uh, so, you know, just a, a, an ordinary uh, weight training regimen. Uh, I mean, you could it could be as easy as adding like a living fuel shake. Right. To your true. day. Yeah. You know, I mean, a, a living one 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 serving, I believe, is like like 300 calories. It's not even like a, an enormous amount. Yeah. You know, but it would give you the, the, the I, nutrition I just and the protein. I the, the latest gym picture from the other day. I think it was a couple of mornings ago. Uh, just, again, the 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 growth in muscle uh, yeah. has been tremendous with this um, super creatine stuff. And again, I don't lift. There's a set, uh, a round two will sometimes use little dumbbells or you'll use kettlebells, but it's not like a focused lifting session. And you can see what, this has helped me to do. So I've been able to put on there some more, you know, muscle. And as I now, said, wait a minute, you, let me fix this here. Hold on. Okay. Let me fix this. Because yeah, I was taken into a mirror, so it's reversed. All right. So let's see, it, where right? do I do this here? Hold on. Oh, yeah, because that's not my so right arm. This. That's, my, now that's you technically can, my left arm. There you now, go. <laughs> now, now you can see correct. up in the corner. What does it say? Yeah. Cardio miracle there. Oh, Ripped yeah, RSB. That, that, was, <laughs> that was the nickname. Um, Lindsay, uh, another Lindsay at the gym gave me, and I wasn't my name. She said, "This is who you are." So I'm like, "Okay," and that's kind of where it stuck. Nice. They want to call it Ripped Rob, but I'm like, I'm not a Rob. Even I know you don't like that. Rob. You don't I like don't. that name. No, I have an RSB in that case. So anyway, how many pulse points did I get in that picture? I'm gonna go back to that real quick. I don't remember because my goal is 60. Yeah, I got 62 pulse points yeah. in that. Uh, workout and there at the moment i was just wrapping warming down and i was at 65 percent of whatever you know they are that's a blue zone and then it'll drop to the gray so 
Uh, Annie has a question about creatine. Okay, we're waiting. I ask it. As you say it, remember, I would never, I was never willing to use creatine as an isolate because uh, it, it had some adverse events on the kidneys and other things. And until they came out with that formula and I reviewed it, I'm like, oh, you guys addressed it all. I'm like, I can comfortably take that without concern. And that's why I was able to start uh, with the Nutritional Frontiers uh, Super Creatine. Lori says that she has a recumbent bike and she says, then you need weights for upper body. And oh. yeah, so, yeah. you know, for me, uh, uh, what I'm shooting for here, cause it's been so long since yeah. I've, I've done anything like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm go I'm, I'm going gradual. So right now, what I really want to focus on is getting my cardio going. Right. Uh, because the lack of, of activity, mm-hmm. uh, gaining of the weight. Yeah. Um, you know, I've noticed that my, my blood pressure has been elevated. And so I'm not, if I, I don't want to jump into it too quickly, mm-hmm. which is, I think the smarter way to go. Yeah. So my, my goal first is to just really pack, you know, really go into the cardio and get that going before I start jumping into, you know, any type of other um, sure. routines. And so with a recumbent bike, I can do that. And that, yeah. you know, that'll get my heart rate up and that's going to start exercising that that most important muscle yeah uh, which then is going to help with my blood pressure and you know especially sure. with the change that i've made with my diet i, I think it's yeah. going to be a, a good combination and then i can go into you know uh, bigger and better things should i choose to do so sure well i think 2024 is an interesting year you know we've been at this for a long time and we're, we're seeing some good positive things occur you know we're doing things we didn't think we could be doing you and your wife have made a leap and, you know, such astonishing leap that I never, you know, uh, I never predicted. I was like, that'd be awesome. But, you know, everybody's got to come to it at their own time to realize the importance of it. You stem the inflow of these things that already starts you on a road to recovery, even if you do nothing else, but you're doing other things, other things are happening. And uh, just, it's amazing how many years we've been on this planet and look at what we can do and not do and still be here. Not everybody is. Some have done things that have brought a terminal end to their life too soon, like the COVID injections. But there's still a, a lot of leeway. And then we come across things like what Anne brought to our attention, the you know the monocore, right? Mm-hmm. And using AI interface along with you know the various frequencies that have been identified to to do things that are considered impossible. And ever since I learned about homeopathy and even before that learning about faith healing from my aunt, you know, years before that, my mom's sister who had a, that major accident when she was a, a teenager and she lost vision in one eye, but she came back with this ability. It's like, I recognize that there's so much more to life than again, reductionism, chemistry, materialism, even though I'm into those sciences and things that uh, who am I to say it's not possible. Now I may not have a full on explanation. I have speculation on some of these things and, and becoming a homeopath. I'm working with energy all of the time. But to see these leaps in technology that are not harmful, I'm not afraid of that for, you know, that side of AI. It's the the destructive side, yeah, that I have concerns about, of course, is we we're taking it on. We're talking about it. We had, you know, Chris on talking about it today, too. That was kind of cool that he has some in, insight. And you guys were kind of geeking out on the subject before we even went on the air. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could probably talk with that guy for hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Annie, uh, what she's asking here is about the super creatine. Oh. Yeah. That, you know, she'd heard, uh, like you had heard about yeah. how, you know, the, the issues with right. it. 
yeah. and wants to know how, with, with the super creatine, how do they solve that problem? I'd have to have the bottle to rem remind me how what they did with it. But when you know the pathways of utilization and as an isolate in the, in the sense without anything, but you know that the adverse aspects of it could manifest, then you formulate to address those things specifically. And again, I don't have it in front of me, but when I read it, I was like, oh, that, okay, they did that. That, you know, it's like I looked at all that and said, okay, I feel comfortable now taking that ingredient. In, in, in a comprehensive way. And also, of course, I'm doing my cardio miracle and then I'm doing that. So it's kind of like close on. It's almost like, it's almost like you can add it together, right? And, and for me, again, the cardio miracle facilitated phenomenal cardiovascular health, right? With a resting heart rate in my 40s, they have a hard time getting me into the yellow zone now just to get my 60 pulse points. As I said, the, the, they have to yell at me or be right on me or else it's like, I'm just not that motivated to work that hard because I'm not, you know, competitive athlete trying to win a race so much. I mean, if I'm going to do the challenge of the week, I don't mind winning it, but like this time it was like, Oh, there it is. Okay. You, I don't know if you can go up, make it bigger. It's what am I tiny. looking at in the supplement facts? Is that what you're well, looking at? Look, yeah. Look at what all they have in here. Uh, the beetroot for instance, is going to help there as well for the liver. Um, some of this stuff is kind of working on the, the uh, nitric oxide pathways, uh, the choline for the membranes, uh, the R-lipoic acid, which is going to help with antioxidant protection. Again, some of the things they have vanadium, citrulline, DM DMG is in there too. It's amazing. So like they look at all of these things and they address in isolation, those pathways would need to be nourished. They recognize that. And I talked with them about it on the air that first time I read, it. I was like, oh dude, you guys figured it out. So for me, I have not had any negative impact on my kidney health or heart health. Not at all. None whatsoever. So uh, in this case, uh, it's been a, it's been all positive, no negative. But uh, and if you want to try it, try a little and build up and see how it works for you. But it it really, you know, I was reporting back to you guys about my weight. You guys were obsessed with it. No, I was a little bit. <laughs> Trying to go, I want to put this on, and I know it's annoying for anybody that's trying to lose weight. But you know, look, it isn't about, um, you, you know, for me, it's about health and fitness, of feeling good in your body. What is the body that you feel best in? And whatever that is to achieve it, if you're comfortable where you are, then, hey, no worries. But if you feel like, hey, man, I could be doing better, yet there's certainly unrealistic body image stuff that is going to an extreme that I'm not talking about necessarily. Uh, we don't have to be supermodels, right? That's not what I'm talking about. But the health and fitness and the feeling good in your own skin scenario is what I'm talking about. If you're nudged to do better, there's a reason. And that has helped me to do better. All right. Okay, Annie was thinking about it for her hubby. Yeah. Remember, Annie, you got the RSB 15 discount too. And maybe if, if it's a little pricey, then wait for it to go on sale again and you can get the double dip. That's the best way to do it. Buy a bunch then. All right. <clears throat> all right. That's all I've got. That's it? That's it. No other breaking news? I don't think so. I mean, nothing probably get too excited about i know that i have the uh tv over here or i guess it's not really tv it's a computer but yeah has been uh going bonkers over some court decisions there was well, the one, supreme court on the trump ruling out of colorado well, this was actually about i think that's still ongoing okay uh, but there was like another one about the classified documents uh, that Biden had in his garage. 
Mm-hmm. And they decided not to press any t- the charges. Right, right. But yeah, him. It, but it, it, Trump it, had a few papers, and they were like, "Oh, throw in, in the, the report." Though they actually, right. they actually in in the the, the verbiage, mm-hmm. they say they they uh, called Biden and a uh, a well-meaning uh, guy who is elderly. And has memory problems. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they said. <laughs> Which doesn't look very good. I was just paraphrasing, but they actually mm-hmm. used, you know, that terminology um, that, you know, that he has has a memory, memory problems. He's an elderly mm-hmm. man with memory problems. Which yeah. doesn't look good when you're running for president. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway. So there's that. I do, there's, there's stuff going on in, um, you know, in the news, but it's like, like. Yeah, you, know, you got the craziness going on over in the Middle East right now. And we're mm-hmm. we're dropping bombs on, uh, um, you know, it's like we're we're bombing bombing Iran without actually bombing Iran. You know, <laughs> right? Dude. It's just it's just like what are we doing? That was exactly? the encouraging thing about the vote against Nikki Haley in Nevada because yeah. she's just an absolute neocon. She wants war. That woman. Yeah, so, she's not giving up. No. Marianne Williamson dropped out. But you know, yeah. When was the last time you heard anything about her? No, she again. She's a nice lady, but on certain things, she's dumb as a rock when it comes to healthcare. Yeah, all about pharma. Cheek it, make it cheap, make it free. Like that's not healthcare. Anyway, I, I I think she should do better. She should know better and do better. Maybe I'm asking too much of her. Here it is: a well-meaning elderly man with poor memory. Mm-hmm. This was his own uh, Department of Justice. He has diminished faculties and a faulty memory. <laughs> but vote for him. He'd make a right. great president. Yeah. Ouch. He left Afghan files next to a dog bed in the garage and forgot when his son Bo died and couldn't remember when he was vice president. <laughs> I this, did, all, I mean, this is all in the... In he's the, he's uh, having these, these memories of hanging out with dead presidents of other countries. Like he's like one foot in this world and one foot in the other. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, as the tour says, he could not remember when he was VP or when he took office as president. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. So that's uh, that's that's part of what's being talked about. The other thing that's big in the news is the uh, the New York cops. Mm-hmm. They got uh, beaten by the the uh, illegal aliens. Yeah. And. Uh, all, all set. There were seven of them. I, apparently, in New York, they they indicted the seven. One of them is in jail, but the other six have fled New York. Surprise, surprise. Uh-huh. To They're California, no probably. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of talk about that and this Trump thing. But yeah, that's it as far as breaking news goes. Nothing too exciting. Oh, Fauci's coming out with a memoir. Oh, gosh. The title of it is On Call, A Doctor's Journey in Public Service. Yeah, How to Lie Without Really Trying. That's right. Uh, Okay. Tucker Carlson interviewing Putin. Uh, That interview airs, I think, in about a half hour. Yeah. Oh, man, what a... a, uh... If I, you know, they've released some transcripts, but I don't know if that's a real transcript or not. Yeah. Uh, But I'm... Um, like so, they they don't want him to. You know how many liberal journalists have interviewed Putin over the years? No problem. 
Tucker goes to interview him and now it's traitor. Oh yeah. The EU is talking about sanctioning him. Yeah. Of course. Well, I mean, yeah. So what? I mean, what <laughs> the EU is sanctioned to Tucker Carlson. What does that mean? Exactly. How do you well, sanction? Okay. As you pointed out, like, uh, when, uh, Savage was banned from Britain, right? Yeah. What are they going to just write an angry letter? Yeah. I mean, so anyway, so yeah, I guess it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Yeah. Um, I think you were the one that told me about Aaron Rodgers was on with Joe Rogan yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, man. They, yeah, they went I into the vaccine that. stuff again. They talked about Bobby Kennedy. It was good. I have to say, uh, Rogan's come a long way and I still, it'll be great to get Aaron Rodgers on the show one day. Um, oh, here's an interesting headline. Looks like uh, uh, Facebook has done something positive here. Yeah. They've booted uh, the Ayatollah, uh, his his Facebook account, or his Instagram account. And in other news, the Ayatollah Khomeini has an Instagram account. I had no earthly idea. I had no idea. Right. Ayatollah Who? Syed Ali Khomeini. Okay, I can't keep up with that social media so stuff. So apparently they, uh, they, they have removed, they've booted... His Instagram account. Wow. I guess we won't see any uh, uh, Khomeini uh, uh, videos taking, mm-hmm. like, ducklet pictures or anything. Incredible. Dude. All right. Does this robe make me look fat? Are you wearing a robe? No, that's what the Ayatollah would say. <laughs> oh, man. Care. I'm just teasing. Anyway, all right. So yeah, I guess you know what I think. Uh, I, are you going to tune in to watch the uh, the the Tucker? Yeah, thing? if it doesn't, bl- if they don't black it out, I mean, there's probably a lot. They of might because they want you to join his his thing, you know, to right. get access to it. But I wonder if we can watch it on uh, uh, our service that we can watch. Q, you know, no, I doubt Q streaming. would have that. Yeah, because that's that's not like a channel, but um, you know, it is the internet. So you know how that usually goes. Somebody's going to record it, and it'll it'll end up on there anyway. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think I'll check that out. So anyway, tomorrow's Friday, end of the week. Yep. Julie we'll Whitman Klein, Trinity School of Natural Health. Yep. And what else? Uh, Heather. Did we find out what Heather's all about? Heather Berman. Heather Berman. No, but um, I've got a message into uh, Kevin. Okay. So I'm sure she'll be good. Whatever it is. Climbing up between 1,900 and 2,000 guests every day. That's a little right. Closer to and, 2000. And I got to get a hold of Shemaine Nugent because I really do think we should try and we'll get give, Ted Nugent for Give 2000. Ted first option on number 2,000, but right. if he doesn't want to wait, we'll have him on early. I don't mind. But then he wouldn't be our 2,000th guest. Right, but then we, we keep digging for some really cool. You know, you're like, you're like one of those people that you like, they, they, they want to open their Christmas present like two days before Christmas, you know. <laughs> Like, come on, man. When it comes to the Motor City Madman, yeah, I want him on (laughs) yesterday. Uh, All right. I'll find out. All right. Now I'm going to be on Homie Talk with Erin tomorrow morning. I don't know if it's a pre-recorded thing on Zoom, but uh, she's a homeopath I met at the AHS, the summit we were just at. And she's great to meet her. She's terrific. And we'll have a great discussion on all kinds of things. So I don't know when that'll air, if it's live or later, but we'll let you know. Homey talk. Huh? Homey talk. I love that. All right. Home slice with avocado toasted. Yes. Hey, don't I? I don't, at least I didn't take a picture of it and put it on Facebook. 
Well, you should have. Right? Yeah. Then then Bolden would I'd have been some, jealous. And, I put and, some apricot jam on mine. That's right. Homemade. All right, man. All right, cool, baby. We'll see you all tomorrow, God willing, less than 22 hours from now on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Thank you for being here. All right.